Welcome to episode 10 of the NEPA Scene Podcast. Thank you for uh, staying with us all this time. Yes, Mark, Marky is, is signaling 10, 10. Yeah, instead of holding up 10 fingers, I did one and then mm. a zero. Oh, okay. Which I could have just did right, all yeah. 10 fingers, but... <laughs> Well, it's pretty cool. I, I'm cool. I'm glad. I'm glad we've uh, we made it to ten episodes, and uh, we've had a lot of fun. We haven't been canceled yet. We haven't. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. It's great. You know. Yeah. They they they, they like us. They really like us. Kind We're of, a mid season order, but I think we have a I think we have a healthy future. <laughs> so uh, today we have uh, with us uh, Zach Hammond, who is a uh, local comedian. Hi, Zach. Hello. And uh, there's, there's no need for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Zach, I've seen your work, sir. So thank you. Yeah, Zach is is uh, was good. He just said he saw it. So I, you. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> if uh, if you're not familiar with his work, you obviously you will be by the end. But uh, we also have a uh, extensive interview with Zach on uh, NEPACene.com that we did a little while ago. So uh, check that out. He was actually the, uh, voted the first winner at our uh, open mic nights on Tuesdays that we do at the Woodlands. And uh, he's uh, been a regular ever since, and he's always funny, uh, and uh, he he always brings something new to the table, which uh, is impressive week after week to see uh, you know brand new material week after week, and it's it's funny as hell. It's always funny. Thank you. It's uh, hard, man. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. So like we're, the, we're like the three of us are just trying to you know get by. We're not only going to talk about him and his career, but just uh, the local comedy scene in general and just the fact that there is a local comedy scene, I think, is a surprise to many people. Um, it was to me even as well, uh, even though I've I've been uh, doing entertainment reporting for years and years, I knew there were local comedians doing it in the area, but uh, a lot of them are friends and they, they, uh, they do these shows together. And uh, there's a lot of really funny, great stuff going on that people don't know about. So uh, we're going to get into that stuff in a little bit. Uh, so first, uh, we'll talk about just uh, some quick things that are on the, the website this week. Uh, lots of announcements, actually. Uh, today, Eric Church uh, announced that he's going to be at the uh, Mohegan Sun Arena coming up. Uh, another country star, because apparently the, the Georgia, country Georgia, stars Florida are line. <laughs> Can we shit on them? <laughs> like every time I, I don't you know. I, don't, I think every yeah. I think we've. We, I think at least three occasions that we've gone yeah. out of our way to shit on them. There I'm was a, there was a there was a YouTube video. Jimmy, when was that YouTube video? Like two weeks ago. About what? Remember when they put all the country songs on top of oh, each yeah, other and they were all the ago. same song? Yeah, I think it. It came out in sometime in December, but we found it about two weeks ago. Yeah, they put yep. like six country songs on top of each other. Right. But I laughed my ass off mm-hmm. when one of them was Florida Georgia. <laughs> they literally played them at the same time. They played too. all, it was a six songs mm-hmm. on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was the same. Yeah. It was tune. basically the same thing. And even I don't the, even think basically, I think it really was yeah. even the lyrics cut into each other all kind of sounded like the really same song. Well. Yeah. Like they actually went well together. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know who got the publishing rights on that. Yeah. Right. All well, right, so I'm sorry for bringing up Florida Georgia line. Again. Yeah. Pl- yeah. Let's get, oh, please. Let's Wait get away from next that. week. <laughs> Uh, the uh, new vintage theater ensemble, which is a brand new group that formed this year. Uh, they're doing a uh, stage reading coming up. So they're looking for original scripts. So if you're a, a script writer or a playwright at all, um, they're looking to uh, read original scripts in a series they have coming up. Jimmy, keep that in mind. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, also a local cabaret production, which is is cool that that exists. Uh, uh, John and Aaron Cabaret Productions have a new season coming out, so they 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 uh, sent us a thing on that. Jimmy, keep that in mind. 
are you are you into show tunes? No, I'm just hoping if everything I say, I'm like, keep that in mind. He's like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he didn't. He just nodded. I mean, Cabaret's a You got a quiz different. him at the end. I know. Show tunes. Are you taking notes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Uh, we'll, we'll have a cool video uh, either tonight or tomorrow going up uh, of uh, Title Fight, uh, the local uh, uh, hardcore band from Kingston. There's now more shoegaze than hardcore. Is uh, What does that mean? Uh, shoegaze. Shoegaze music. I've, this is the first oh, moment I've ever heard of that. Yeah, shoegazing. It, it sounds exactly what it, it sounds like. Should it's I sound, the kind of music be, that you stare at your shoes while you're listening to because it's kind of like trippy and just kind of goes out there and you know. Wait, so they went from being they were they were like right. a kind of a, a, a punk band, like punk hardcore type type band, and now they're kind of moving that direction, which a, a lot of bands are nowadays. How is this the first time I've ever heard I, of the term? I'm shoegazing? really not I sure. You've never heard. You've had to yeah, like last week. I've never heard of Lucy cigarettes. Oh. I know. Mark. <laughs> it, it's a new one for me too, man. That's Lucy cigarettes? <laughs> no, shoegazing. Shoegazing? I've never heard of shoegazing. Yep. I get it, but that's I something don't you do at the it. mall. I don't. I'm not look, I'm not down in the, the music. I've just never heard right. that. And I don't know why they When you listen to it, you would you would say, Okay, yeah, I get why this like, is. Like I mean like shoegaze. if I like so if I'm walking around with my earbuds in, I'll just my 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 neck will just bend. Well, you you might you you might just walk away somewhere and then not know how you got there because it's just that kind of music. Jeez, I don't need music somewhere. to do that though. I kind of <laughs> I just need an alley in Wilkesbury. <laughs> so they, they they actually uh, did a, a a mural of uh, their new album cover in reflective paint in Wilkesbury, and they actually got that approved by the city. Really? Yeah, pretty cool actually. I don't know how people are going to see that if they're looking at the shoes. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I'm trying to make it funny. I I've never heard that before. It just sounds strange. That was good. Cause that was. Is. I'll give you that, Mark. It was more of a dad joke, but I'll take it. All right, I'll take it. No, I I just never heard. Now I have to buy another album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also will have photos of uh, Turbo Suit, who used to be a Cosby sweater, so you can understand why they changed their name. <laughs> You could totally understand why they, they moved it. in that direction. <laughs> Thank you. We have a new album coming out. <laughs> Lord, you're trying so hard not to laugh. Put your yeah. oranges away. Well, they, they were at uh, River Street Jazz Cafe. We were at uh, Louise's first show, um, which uh, we did the story on last week. And uh, so we have photos from that and uh, Estacota, Black Diamond, Spur, uh, back, uh, Backslashes and Bad Ideas. And uh, Chris Castellano from uh, The Greater Victory all played that show. It was a church basement show. It was kind of cool, actually. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of younger kids. I felt really old because I'm 31. And uh, now I'm at oh that God, point. Am I the oldest person in the room? Yeah, where I start going to shows and I'm like, oh God, I'm that guy. You know, like somebody either thinks like I drove my, I feel my like kid that at there, playgrounds. or <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you're just you're just knocking them out today. Oh, it's just all the you're on, it's you're all the chamomile. It's all the chamomile. <laughs> we have a uh, uh, lemon zest. We have a concert review of uh, Fireball, uh, Phyllis Hopkins, uh, Electric, Trio, Electric Trio, and uh, the Russell Project. Uh, that was at uh, uh, Diane's Deli in Pittston. Um, we al we'll also have a review coming up of uh, the Idol Kings at the uh, the Scranton Cultural Center, which was uh, just over the weekend. Did you go to that? Uh, I didn't, but uh, one of our uh, our correspondents did, so he's uh, he's going to send us uh, photos and a review of that. I didn't I didn't get to check it out. I wanted to. Though. <coughs> I've, I've heard they're they're very good. And 
I was also on uh, 94.3 The Talker uh, this the past uh, couple weeks, actually. I was with the, Marty. With, uh, with Marty Wolf, who was... Uh, uh, he was on one of our uh, earlier podcasts. So I like Marty a lot. Yeah. yeah I like Corey a lot too. It was a uh, uh, business leaders radio. So we talked, we talked business, but we also what talked a lot about you doing site. on that. Well, that's what I, that I don't know why he asked me to be on that show. I thought that was kind of crazy, but I'm like, all right. That's you know, like I'm me not being a take... guest host on the view. <laughs> I don't know if it's that much of a, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jeez, man. Did I'm... he make you do a SWOT analysis or if anything? Uh, essentially you just want to talk about like the whole young entrepreneur thing, which, you know, Know, the the young I guess we can differ on, but you know the whole entrepreneur <laughs> uh, thing of of uh, you know trying to get a new business off the ground with How a different idea, it? something different. It's it's a uh, it's two half hour shows, and so we're gonna we're, we'll uh, because they're over now. We we're, we can put them up on the site, so we'll actually have them on the site, so huh. you can listen to them if you want to hear the the interview. Cool. Right. I think I might have to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a it was a good show. I think just he's a, it sounds like what Rich without me interrupting him. Yeah, Mar- Marty's a great host too because he doesn't interrupt mainly. <laughs> well, I mean, if I just let people go the way that I go, hey Mark, right? Yeah, how's are you your, waiting to insult me now? How's your life coaching going? <clears throat> Very, as well as it can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's you're gonna go to the you're gonna go to resolutions this weekend, it's on right? Saturday, yeah, right? January twenty. It's this Saturday. This Saturday. Wow, the months flying by. Yeah. Seriously, it really is. What's today, the 19th? Today is the 19th. Jesus. Well, by the time you listen to this. And I got new underoos. So you can get your your, your second public therapy session. (laughs) Yeah, or my my flogging. I think we should take a video camera. We should. Yeah. I was thinking about doing that. You want to take a video camera? Are you going to be around? I think I might have to. Let's take that one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So that's that's at the the Hilton Scranton. It's starting at 11 a.m. till 7 or 10 a.m. to 7? I think it's 10 to 7. Okay. And Because uh, I remember I got lambasted for saying September 25th. It's not <laughs> in September. That's <clears throat> lambasted. It's, it's dirigible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You just really love... Is it lambasted or lambasted? It's lambasted. lambasted. It's lambasted unless you're basting a lamb. No. <laughs> I like how Jimmy's always like. I always, pro- yep, I, I did. Nope. I always did pronounce it uh, lambasted. So I thought uh, it was lambasted. It's I, lambasted. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, I prefer New Lauren. Jersey. And you also, a, pr- you also pronounce dirigible correctly. It's de- I, I did it as a smart grammatics, isn't it? Yeah. However, everybody's using it is how it's going to be used. E- exactly. Well, that's that's the new English now. Is is really is just if enough people get it wrong, <laughs> then it's suddenly right. Right. Like ain't. Yeah. yeah. Ain't is not a word. But enough people got it wrong. Yeah, that it pretty much is now. Yeah, yeah. My I mean, phone does not autocorrect. Ain't isn't it supposed to be a contraction of am not? No, right, it's well, a contraction King, of things so that don't exist. I, <laughs> I went to Marywood, so I don't know if that's that's not going to be much of a help either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went to college. That's doesn't really help there either. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> it's really the doesn't matter where you go. No, it's just kind of at the end of it. You're like, thank you for debt and paper. Yeah, 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 pretty much. I learned nothing. I learned what not to do. I probably would have been able to start this business like 10 years ago if it weren't for college. So thank you. I, thank you, college. I would have had a better life had it not been yeah. for college. I wouldn't have to pay anything back. Mm-hmm. 
that's the grand illusion. All right, keep going. We'll get to that. Keep going on. on well, that no, that's that's it. Uh, I just you know, resolutions is uh, Sunday, January twenty fifth. I thought it was Saturday. No, nope, it's Sunday. It, Sunday, January twenty fifth. It's Sunday. Yep, it's, uh, it's the Sabbath. It's the day the Lord rested, Lauren. Oh I'm, no, that's I'm fine because lo- I'm going to make duck on Saturday. I'm look- yeah, I'm looking at. I it right like now. how that's how you define your schedule. No, <laughs> I like. I had to. I have to do my whole weekend around when I'm going to cook this stupid duck. Duck bastard. <laughs> <laughs> It's duck basted, to be to be sure, because I will be basting this. Awesome, I will be. Ro- it's a whole duck, so I gotta roast it. N- nailed it, Jimmy. <laughs> I might have to borrow your your oranges, though, Jimmy. Sure thing. Okay, that'll rehydrate them by. <laughs> them in the Jimmy, okay, yeah. I have to explain this one a little bit. You can now sell those I'm those sorry. oranges to Wegmans. I'm as sorry, but artificial. Jim- no, as as dehydrated oranges. fruit. I went. Oh, yeah. I went. Yeah. In, I went into Jimmy's side of the studio earlier today and saw two dried up hard oranges on the on the console, and it confused me. So I just kind of stared at him and I pointed at the oranges because he was because in, not he was every in day do I room. walk into a room and there's two. Well, I have oranges. a reason for that though. But what's your reason? Because you never so, actually explained this. Well, I have. I I got obsessed with clementines for a little while, and I would leave them in my backpack, or one would fall out and become a stray in the bottom of my bag, and it would kind of go bad. And you know how like it's a gift to give oranges. It doesn't. It's like a welcoming gift. Yeah. No. I, I was leaving them on no everyone's desks around here. <laughs> For a little while, you I thought it was always, funny to leave a put, rotten orange. You should always put an orange in your 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 sweetheart's Christmas stocking. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no. Well, anyway, I thought it was a <laughs> welcoming present or whatever, and I was just leaving rotten. They ones were deli- on their yeah, but, on but their desks. Fresh. And these got these were rotten, but they got lost, so now they're just petrified. The dirt, those are petrified oranges. We anymore. should cut those open with a saw. I would love to. Okay, let's After do the that. Show. Yeah, we could post a picture on the we will on the page. Let's just what help, if like, what if help like somebody a, with what them. if like ten thousand baby spiders come out of there? Then so <laughs> be it. Then that's Even fantastic. Better. Uh, then I better grow ten thousand feet so I could step on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, so uh, tell tell us about uh, uh, your your uh, career thus far, and uh, well, wh- why did you get into comedy? Let's start there. Um, most of it, uh, and be fucking funny. <laughs> my God, Mark! I'm starting to see no, why. No, like at the beginning so of the rude. show, she's ready to kick your ass. Oh, no. it's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I want to know why every episode now, but I understand this episode. No, for everybody she's, that's listening. Lauren gets <laughs> if I in it. He, he lambasts her. I'll, I'll <laughs> the whole show. I don't intend to make enemies. I just it just ends up happening. That's good. That's that's. It, it was total sarcasm. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. So that's all right. So comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Most of it stemmed from uh, the comic Christopher Titus. He has a special Norman oh Rockwell. I love him. Yeah, that was a great up. That was a great special. Did you ever watch the show? I lo- I have all three seasons. Of oh the my show. god, it was I so good. That show, Stacey Keach, so man. Good. Uh, but I watched that and I realized uh, my family's just as fucked up as his. And I was like, if he can take all his problems and display it that way, then surely I should be able. To do it, and that's no knock against him. It was just if you can handle your issues in that way and joking about them, um, it's much better than like you know yelling at people or hating life. So I started doing open mics, talent shows, all of that stuff. Uh, mostly like trying to talk about my family, but also trying to go into like different like bits, like comedic, just bullshit bits. And uh, <laughs> that's I'm sorry when you first start off, everybody tries to, to do the bit. 
Yeah, just do a bit or tell a story and they always suck because you have no comedic timing and you right. know nothing about how comedy works and you eventually just learn how to do it properly. So I started off um, talking about my family and um, I never did any like cutesy bits. Like I never talked about like going to the grocery store. I always talked about dark things. So I've always <laughs> been that person. I've never once tried doing a, a cute bit. I've never been able to. I've never found anything funny about nice things. <laughs> I can't do it. That's why I've always enjoyed your humor. Because uh, I, I saw you a number of years ago before we started doing the open mic yeah, thing. Was bad. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I still I still thought it was funny because I have that dark sense of humor right. too. I like uh, you know I'm into George Carlin and, mm-hmm. and Richard Pryor and that kind of stuff. And I like those. Uh, I, I like when they go down those kind of roads. Louis C.K. is another. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of the only guys who's doing that now. There's Bill so many Burr. like Doug Stanhope, Bill Burr, Doug too. Stanhope. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them, but that, Doug Stanhope has like a year left. In his like, life, <laughs> <laughs> like he's that guy. Like when you watch him, you're like, he's just like, I'm. It's soon. Yeah, you know. So right, but he's okay with that too. Yeah, he and does- he's totally okay with it. He's like, you know, if I crash and burn, whatever I do, I'm I'm okay right. with that. You know, Th- that's and that's maybe great- that's part of his charm. I don't know. Well, yeah, because if you don't give a shit about your own well-being and you're upfront Not a, about it, doesn't have a care about it. It's no. amazing to watch. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems too that there's, it's weird to me and maybe I should mention this later, but you know, I'll just bring it up now since I'm thinking about it. There's a lot of comedians with podcasts and stuff. Uh, are there any podcasts around here? Like, are there any comedy podcasts around here? Is there anybody doing that kind of stuff? Not that I'm aware of. No. Yeah. See, well, it's yeah, I mean, weird. It would be, be called Zach. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, no, the, the issue Not that is, I haven't seen other comedians. I, I feel awful. <laughs> That's fine. You can. I, I know. Care. It's like me just, I don't know what. Shoe rock is whatever I'm here, the not is. them. Shoe so gazing. Shoe gazing. <laughs> Shoe gazing. I'm sorry. No, it, the I think the biggest issue is is that nobody has like a central idea of what they would want to do with it. Mm. Because you can talk about anything, but I think every podcast has to have a general like subject or a, a linear focus to it. You have to have something that you want to get across. If you're just going on there and talking, there's nothing that separates you from everybody else. Oh shit, is that what we're doing? Yeah. No, I mean you got you have like specific episodes and you say we're gonna talk about this and you fucking talk about nothing that has regards to <laughs> yeah, but like and- if you're a famous comic, I mean, you can go on there and riff because that's what your audience wants you to do. They they've invested in you, so they want to hear you. I mean, Bill I'm a Burr, fucking Bill nobody in Pennsylvania, so if but I you're riff, somebody to us, man. Yeah, four people. That's <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> well, I just met you tonight, and I think you're hilarious. Thank you very much, and I think you have nice skin. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren just left. <laughs> that, that's the sign of a comic. I'm walking the room. <laughs> and people will have to wait to see that on video. <laughs> wow. That was good, though. That was yeah. really good. How come when he says shit like that, like you because laugh at it? Funny. When I say, because, okay, hold, hold on. Here's the thing. I, I don't I I never watched the videos so I don't know if you have a smile on your face when you say I'm assuming you do but I'm also willing to bet oh, it's, it's a sick smile of I'm I'm gonna break her <laughs> no I have no intention of doing that I just like to right. Jimmy don't I like to screw around I like to say it's all you do when you don't screw around we ask you what's wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you okay. did. Right. A couple weeks ago, That's you're like, exactly. What's wrong? Man? I detected wrong. it right away. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're in a funk. Yep. And I'm like, so what? Yeah. 
<laughs> See, you're not only I'm allowed to be. I'm not your fucking monkey. Wow. <laughs> I can <laughs> And then we had oh, the shit. we had the the life coach come in, right? And then, yeah, and that's and that's how I kind of like pushed my way through that brick wall of sadness was to realize how sad I really was. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold and, on, I, I've I've listened to every episode, but I'm liking this brick wall of sadness. That's funny as shit. That's <laughs> you hilarious. can use it, man. <laughs> don't get use life coached. Don't don't fuck this up. <laughs> no, I think I'm in a really good place. I think I'm doing all right. I think I have to have my sadness. I think you're I have supposed to, have, to. Yeah, and I explain. It to, I explained it to. Didn't I explain it to you? Yes. About the the, the yeah. crests and troughs. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. You can't be happy all the time. No, you can't. You, you, have, you have to. You would end up being. You have to be fucking sad to realize what fucking happy is. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, that's my philosophy on that. And wait until the the mental health. <laughs> episode of talking about therapy and all that shit if i hope i hope we do it and it's just it's just me having like a, a sam kennison fucking <laughs> all right. 60 minutes of like say it and just going <laughs> crazy about all right you bitter piece of shit wow. fuck you i really am bitter i don't know i don't know why like I there's don't nothing know. wrong with that though <laughs> no i, I know you seem but to like be in control of it it's the people that are bitter and can't control yeah like i'm not like walking i'm not like walking through the like <laughs> the streets of like west side with a machete being like who's next but right it's your fault <laughs> I would actually, yeah, i'm fully aware that like everything that's wrong with me is like i don't blame anybody it's me. right and that's good and lauren <laughs> that's, i didn't mean that honey i really didn't i don't i don't know why you're mad at me <laughs> See, you get these looks, right? And these in the in the look. I think she's stuck. F- fr- <laughs> yeah, somebody unpause Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> but you get like when you get these Give her looks, the Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> Just bang her on the head. There you go. Loosen the record. <laughs> All right, back to Zach. Well, what was it like? How do, how do people react to that? Like that type of humor? Um, well, the issue was I didn't know how to do it properly. I just mm-hmm. know that that's the path I wanted to go because those are the things that I found funny. Um, and the biggest issue is that uh, you have to be able to take what you find funny and make an audience understand why you find it funny. Because it's not enough just to go and say, you know, I've seen those, I said, I saw this and I think it's funny. They have no idea why you even imagine why that's funny. So you have to be able to take it and make them understand that. So when I first started, um, it was just shit the entire time because I'm saying these things and they're not getting it. And I'm not understanding that it's my fault that they're not getting it. And there are videos on YouTube that I posted years ago um, because I have a fucking ego. And I think that everybody needs to see this. I'll be famous in a day. Is that your... Eight minutes, one laugh. That's going online. Yeah, exactly. That's the one that's, I want. <laughs> I was that dumb. No, and man, we were all, we're all no, guilty of doing it. And they're stuck there now because I don't remember the password for it. <laughs> oh. So please, so get famous. I only uh, yeah. That's the only reason why I, I don't want to become famous so people hear me or understand me, just so they can find that shit later. And go, <laughs> oh, why is uh, he here? Yeah. Why do we like him? Did he hire a writer? Yeah, <laughs> but there are videos out there. Um, where I'm doing a set and it's dead silent and I actually go, is this really that fucking hard to understand? (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. And then it just got even more silent from there. (laughs) Don't feel sad. That's, that's the crux of a comic. You have to figure out what works for you and how to make your shit work. That's gotta be so hard though. Cause you don't know, like, no, it's almost like what you find funny is, is like, 
how is how's everybody else going to find it funny? And you got to like, when you hear about comics, like workshop and their stuff, like, yeah, that's it's the, hard to do, man. It is. It's, um, that's why I love all the open mics that are around the area, because the only way that you possibly get better is you have to get on stage constantly. It's a learned skill. You can't, it's not like learning to play the guitar and you can go and play it in front of people and it's good. You you have to get in front of people and test it. And, and fail. It, yeah, absolutely. Bombing is the best thing. If you bomb more often, uh, you'll immediately know all the things that you can't do and pretty much have a good idea of what you can do. And um, also the one thing that I learned is if you're doing a bit and you get a laugh off of it, that's always the funny part. And you need to build off of there. So right. as soon as you get that laugh, just keep playing with that. No matter what's going on, everything you could have said before that laugh could be completely unfunny. But as soon as you say something funny, an audience will laugh. They cannot control it. So that is a guaranteed thing that is funny. And you build off of that. How often How often do you have it like between audiences are different? Yeah, all so, audiences are different. Right. So like, I mean, do you have to do that a couple of times to know that that, okay, that's working? Yeah, there, there is a period where it's just an idea and I'm playing around with it. And um, I know now what the funny part is for the most part. I know how to take something that's funny and build off of it. So I'll say, all right, this is the funny part. Um, how do I get there? How do I take everybody along with me to get to that funny part so that they laugh? And that's pretty much how I build it. And now um, with most audiences, if I, uh, I have an idea of what I'm doing, so they will laugh at it. I know how to get those quick couple laughs. And just from doing it for like seven years, I I just know how to get a laugh kind of out of nowhere, like a reflex, basically, right. where, okay, this isn't going well. I'll just say this thing and get a laugh <clears throat> just because it, you make fun of the room or the tension that's building, just boring stuff like that. But you know how to read an audience at that point. You know how to get a quick laugh and then kind of build on what you're doing. Make me laugh. I already did earlier. I don't have to do shit. <laughs> and and that's something See, and I he just did. <laughs> oh my god! Not only your comic, but you're that's a only because I know my attitude and I know how to work my attitude now. I I know how I know my timing now. If right. I I, I would have done that six years ago, and you'd have been pissed. You would have fucking hated me. Now make him upset. I, I already have, am. Yeah, man. it's <laughs> inherent. It's just it just is. I haven't took. Lauren, make the walls maroon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the equivalent. <laughs> You're just in a constant state of flux, man. You know what it is? I think. Um, back to my two week ago therapy. Was it week ago? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Um, wow, that was a weird sniff. <clears throat> I think I need to blow my nose at some point. Um, I have no inner monologue. Um, <laughs> I think it was like ever since I was a kid, ever since I realized that like mortality was real, mm. I've been miserable ever since. That fucks with you when you realize. Oh it. my god! Like your brain just like it, it, right. Like I'm going at, to die one day. Yeah, and I don't know when. I yeah. hope it's like 40 years from now, and I get to live a long, happy life. I keep it, having this. The I, ever since I was a kid, I was like, all right, I was born in 1980. If I can make it to 2080, it's like it's a success. <laughs> You know what I mean? If I can make it an entire century, it'll be fine. And then like my 20s hit and I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to die. I'm just going to do as much drugs and drink as much as I can. And then I and then I then I and then I was so self. I don't know if the word is self like aggrandizing. Is that the word self where I just really thought so highly of myself. But at the same time, I didn't. 
I was like, no one knows that I'm like this brilliant person. Egocentric? But, uh, emo, I think is the term <laughs> that they cried a lot. Yeah. Um, but Do you I, have somebody's name on your thigh? Because that would explain. No, I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have a combo platter number four in my arm, but that's right, about that's it. Um, I, and then like, I, I remember I hit 27 and then I made it to 28 and I realized that all like the great artists and amazing musicians and everybody died at 27. <laughs> so then I got real depressed that I didn't die at 27. <laughs> oh man. Mark. And, then I, and then I made it to 30 and 30 was incredibly de- like 30 was the worst. 22 and 30 were the worst birthdays ever. And then one month into my 30th birthday is when I got sober because I was like, oh, shit. Now the only thing I have to look forward to is Social Security. <laughs> so I got to make it to Social Security. <laughs> yeah, that's how my brain works. Like this was stuff that we couldn't talk about in front of Rich and Guido and, and more. I think Marty Wolf would have had a heart attack if I started going like we're all going to die. And then I thought I was going to. And then when I realized I didn't, I was like, oh, I should really do something with my life. Yeah, but that that's not a big deal. To it, other people not. it is. It sounds it sounds very Yeah, because strange. a lot of other people think that you should make everybody there's a perception that, you know, life is supposed to be one thing for everybody and it's not. Everybody's no. going to die, which actually means life is completely meaningless. That's it that's really what kills is. me. I'm sorry. What is? That's what kills me. It really is. Like you don't get to keep anything and even if uh heaven exists, everybody's equal. So there's no fucking velvet rope section for anyone. <laughs> yeah. So That's just making a lot of assumptions. Puffy about and I are going to be on the same sidewalk. What Giddy. if every time you have a sensation of déjà vu, it's actually you've died and you're Ooh. going back to your last reset point. Whoa, man. That's I've like thought of that so... before. <laughs> Or if you died in one know. of your other dimensions. Right. What? This Jimmy is knows Grand what Theft Auto, man. Jimmy like, knows what I'm talking about. The autosave point. Exactly. And you're but, just kind of, you're kind of starting over and you keep going from where you left off. This, see, the, but there's too much, there's too, here, fuck it, let's get into religion. What's the point then of anything? No, no, no. If you have an autosave. Let's, let's get, yeah, let's get into religion so let's, he can rip it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I <laughs> mean, if you guys are going to rip it, that's, that's fine. Um, I don't have to pick on anybody in particular. I just have problems philosophically with it. Right. And I think I think a lot of people do, but no one likes to admit it. Um, I don't think people understand that they have a problem with it philosophically. Here, here's, here's maybe they don't. They're the they're the 90. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something that was going to get me shit kicked. Um, <laughs> what was that? I, nothing. Um, <laughs> disregard. Okay, I, I wish I had like the men in black flasher. Um what was I fucking saying? Oh, okay. You're going to give yourself a um, blash if you keep doing that. <laughs> um, no, when it, when it, 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 like, there's so many, like, unexplained things in the universe. And, you know, I, when it boils down to that, like, I, I, you know, maybe there is nothing, but maybe there is something. Uh, I, I kind of consider myself an agnostic. You know, I don't believe in the pee touching and the, you know, all that stuff. I think, I think there's good human ideas on, on, on how to treat people and how to, how to be a nice person through all the religions. Yeah. You know, Buddhism, Taoism, the Christian, I mean, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody's murdered more people than the Christians, but which makes it ironic. But at the end of it, you know, I don't, I think, I think the fairy tale of the afterlife is something that is man-made. I think, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happens, but you know, as far as like physics and stuff that we're starting to find out, it's like, 
it could it it could be there's so much unexplained stuff in the world that that you don't know Men that's kind of how i look at it. so i'm kind of like holding out hope <laughs> you know what i mean i, I would but, still but at the to... end of the day like can i really reflect on it when i'm dead and i can go oh nothing happened I can't I, say I that. Still I'm still trying to have, have a fun life. Just oh yeah, I, I'm, I I'm, dude. I'm having, yeah. I'm having tons of fun. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> matter, you know? Mark. Yes. Matter can neither be created nor destroyed. Yeah, but like that whole Neil deGrasse Tyson version of like, you know, we all come from stardust and we're all going to end up being stardust and we never disappear. And like, that's like a really poetic way of saying like. Don't don't believe in that shit. But why is that a but, bad thing? The, why is that? The, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. What I'm saying is 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 that like if that if 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 as an astrophysicist, if that's his way of justifying f- not feeling alone, good. I'm, I'm just I'm saying okay with that. that matter can be neither created nor destroyed. That is a principle of science. For now. For now, that's actually true because <laughs> we can't even explain gravity fully. It's right. still a theory. See, there's still, but there's still so much, you know. Right, but does I it, have a theory that like Jimmy sleep eats? <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm right. Right, but I mean, if you're do you sleep eat? The, hey, it's not, no, he can talk. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't care. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I mean, the it, it, there's two different fields of thought there, though. There's a philosophical thought of what happens to us, and then there's like the scientific explanation of what they have right now. I don't think those two should really be combined when you're deciding what you're going to do. Yeah. Most likely nothing happens when you die, but still philosophically you should just do whatever you want, regardless of what the evidence says, because you're living now. Yeah. You and, it enjoy doesn't, yourself. and it doesn't right. matter, you know, which I'm, I'm totally for. I just, you know, we all have our own view and perception of it. Nobody's, Right, and it should just stay that way. It should stay your own. That's the thing I've always had. I'm a sorry, with, I vocalized it. No, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I think regardless, no, of I was saying the, in uh, general. I wasn't saying just you. No, 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 no. no, no I know. I <laughs> We're all people that have to deal with other people, and if we have some sort of guiding maxim that happens to be in line with some sort of religion of some sort, I don't see anything wrong with that in particular. I believing a- where we're going to go when we die. Is really kind of inconsequential, I, but I mean, if you, if but you, that that sometimes will hinder people from doing things they've always wanted to do, or it makes them stop doing things that make them happy because they feel as though they won't be able to get in into a specific place based off of into the club. Right. I feel like that's sort of a view coming from the outside of belief, though. If you actually believe in something and you're guided by the principles you what, believe what you in, there's believe really in no way. Though? Do you mean religiously or just in general? Because you can believe in whatever you want. In terms of, of usually a religion I think, follows the, a I think those two words are really like blurred lines. Mm. Yeah, it's belief a, and faith. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the word in general, I think, is, is very tough because everybody has a different definition of what exactly that is. Right. And because some people, you feel that, well, a belief, it needs to be enforced in some way, you know, that they need to push it on other people because right. they right, need right. to be saved too. And that's the issue that I have with it in general is pushing your beliefs on other other people you can believe whatever you want and so long as you're not hurting anybody i don't really care what you believe right or do to yourself either <laughs> most yeah most western religions uh christianity judeo judeo judaism does that involve pads anyway <laughs> judo like, doesn't involve pads like kung fu I, lauren i'm not judo, you throw people i don't know what i'm doing Would there's you, a mat don't you have a mat sometimes you throw people on concrete floors in it's, judoism yes 
Judo is. <laughs> we could go out in the warehouse right now. That's what she said. You're not throwing me on a concrete floor in judoism. No. No. Mm. What do you mean? Oh, like why is it like a sad thing? So like, anyway, most of these Easter these <laughs> these religions actually follow kind of the Greek principle of agape love, where mm. the idea is to love other people to the extent that you would love yourself. That is the golden rule in Christianity. That's like the golden rule across a lot of different religions. But yeah, but a sadist is a masochist who follows the golden rule. <laughs> Lauren, I literally just saw sparks fly out of your head. I don't even. I don't even. Know, I didn't even know that was possible. You can you want to digest Mills it for that one. We, see, we 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 have to be careful because uh, you know, in my uh, the way I see it anyway, philosophy and comedy are very much related they in a lot of ways. Yeah, but there's so much perceptive, you know educated stuff out of comics mouths. Well, yeah. I mean, the you know, George Carlin really shaped a lot of my feelings on things over the years because he really made me think outside the box a little bit more. And, you know, I, I've, I've always, you know, I've never exactly fit in with, you know, what other people feel like I was raised Catholic, but I never felt like I was a part of it. I always felt like an outsider. I never felt like I really believed in it. Were you like judged? All the time, constantly. And really? that, that only made it worse. You know, it made it <laughs> way, way worse. Because, you know, the, the the worst thing that you can do to somebody who doesn't believe in that stuff is just try to force it on them because then it just makes them resent it more. And they're never going to, you know, come wake up and come through one day like they expect you to. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like suddenly, <laughs> you know, if, if you beat me over the head a hundred times, you know, that 5,000th that whack was the one that I needed. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Thank you, Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've never, you know, it was just, it was nice to, when I heard his stuff for the first time, it was like, oh, okay, someone else thinks this too. I'm not the only one. It's a great and, relief. Yeah. Well, once, once I understood that there was a thing called atheism that you could actually not believe in anything, I was like, oh, okay, good. Because, right. you know, I really thought I was going to be the only one, you know, like, and then you start to realize other people are too. And then, you know, I don't think you necessarily have to, like, I don't, I don't feel the need, like some people, uh, we'll still go to meetings. There's still, there's atheist groups and things out there. I'm just not in that isn't kind of isn't mode. atheism just like the lack of religion? Well, yeah, like that's the, the, the a, void of it because it's, because it's a lot of people think it's a religion. It can be. Yeah. I mean, it, it can it be. It acts like one. Atheism but it's not supposed to be. Without theism, that's it. You just don't have any uh, particular regard for any particular... You go to your job, you raise your family and that's it. Right, that's it. Babies are born. Atheists, yes, Sundays. They, they know yeah. nothing of any type of religion whatsoever. But right. there's also like Christopher Hitchens considered himself to be an anti-theist, which he was against religion, mm -hmm. uh, theology of all sorts. He did not sure. want Bill anything to do with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I think that's why Bill Maher and Hitchens got along so well. I mean, yeah. cause I think politically they were opposite ends of the spectrum, weren't they? Yeah. Hitch, Hitchens was Hitchens a little more conservative. Yeah. He was conservative, but he yeah, also but he loved he to did. like argue. It yeah. Was great. Yes. And he was great at it. Absolutely. He was excellent. Uh, I, 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 I got to meet him the one time that he was in Scranton, which oh, was excellent. unbelievable. I mean, it was, it, it was actually towards the end of his life. Mm -hmm. uh, it was within the last year of his life. Cause he, he died of cancer Yeah, and uh, he was, he was just he was so nice and so generous with his time and uh and he was uh, he, he never did a live appearance where he wasn't on his game 100%. Even yeah. when he was, he knew he was dying. Mm. He was just that good. He was just that interesting and that intellectual that he could out debate anybody in the room. Yeah. My wife actually just bought me the last book that he wrote, Mortality, which uh, talks about 
um, when he was diagnosed until he died and how he pretty much dealt with dying and understanding that he was going to die and never accepting um, just anybody's bullshit that they were trying to push on to him about how he should accept death or how he should uh, be handling it. The entire time he just went, uh, yeah, I'm dying and that's pretty much it. So please leave me alone. I'm going <laughs> to my book signing now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, isn't there like this strange... Uh, for, for, I can only speak for me, but you know, you know, there's, there's always like that underlying fear of, of, of the unknown and mortality and all that stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. to look at it, like uh, Hitchens was one of those guys where it's just like, man, like not like it was, it was amazing to watch that because knowing, believing what he believed and, you know, pretty, pretty adamantly he believed what he believed you know and it didn't phase him right you know what i mean like he just went you know the train's gonna go until it goes until the until the tracks run out Mm. like that's it and it was it was pretty admirable to watch like you got to appreciate you know a guy who can do that who's who's that smart and can still like keep his a game and and there's the you know the without like the mental quality and like holy shit like i got (laughs) I got I got a lot less days ahead of me than I do behind. And and that's the old the old cliche is that, you know, well, uh when I, you know, the the atheist and foxholes sort yeah. of thing where, you know, okay, I'm I'm going to die, so all of a sudden now I'm going to believe gonna really quick yeah. so that I can make sure I can secure that place in heaven and it's like, well, um, that's dumb anyway, because uh, obviously if, if God is, uh, knows everything, he's omnipotent, uh, he's going to see right through that and see that mm-hmm. you weren't a believer the whole time. And you know, well, I mean, what do people you're going to go to hell they, anyway. What do you mean? So like, well, like, what do you think people think? Like St. Peter's up there and like, yeah, I, oh, Michael, Michael, like, some, last, some people, yeah, but like at the last moment, like Michael converted and they're like, oh, you almost missed it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Some people that's, believe to that. Me, that's how, to me, that's how, how funny it is. And to me, that's how I kind of dealt with religion. And the more that I saw how funny it was and how easy it was to pick apart, the more comfortable I kind of became with the idea of it and myself and, you know, and, and I don't, I don't really, you know, I, I, I used to, I used to blog about it a lot. I used to do a lot of writing about it. Like, did, and, like, did it, did it occupy your mind a lot? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, in, in the sense, of you know like especially when you're you know a teenager and a 20 something and you know you really you have those late night you know uh discussions with your friends about real late yeah <laughs> you know some sometimes with uh not necessarily my case but a lot of times with uh you know some pot being you know yeah. uh passed around you really um you, you start to think about those those deeper things and you get into that kind of stuff and then uh people are just supposed to forget that like you're supposed to stop questioning at a certain point and at age and go, okay, I'm grown up now. So now I have a family and I have to raise them with this religion that we've had in the family for generations. And, right. you know, you have to have your wedding in a church and you have to, you know, Who make sure you baptize, your, baptize your kids and so on and so forth. It's society in general. It's still very uncomfortable to come out as a, a person who doesn't really believe in that sort it's of thing. It's easier to say that you're gay now. It, it is to say that you don't believe in God. Well, poll, and people polls prove still, that. Yeah. Polls prove people said that they would rather uh, a, ga- not, a Gallup I'm not trying poll. to put anything on gay people. I understand it's very fucking hard, especially in this Agreed. area, how hard it is to admit that you're gay. <laughs> Agree. I'm not completely. saying is he that. He's gay. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> Margaret that. Margaret Cho, man. In most cases, you'd be more accepted yeah. by like a percent 
The, but it's still it's not very high. There, there was a Gallup poll a couple of years ago where people said they would re- if if uh, they were voting for president, you know, how how much religion means to them. So, yeah. of course, you know, Christianity was the top one on the bottom. W- atheism was below gay and uh, uh, m- Muslim. So Amongst and this, Americans. this is a few years after right. 9-11. OK, so we're talking like, you know, we're really? at we're at the height of holy shit. The Muslims are going to get us. And, and, you know, all of them are, are are out to kill us and take away our, our way of life and all that kind Sharia of shit. law. And yeah. we're still lower than them. We're still like, no, gay. we really don't trust them. I'd rather take a gay Muslim over you. Like that's just how distrustful people are. If you don't fit into that mold of believe, well, you do believe in something, right? I mean, even my own family still does that where they're like, but you know, at the end of the day, right. You you still, you still believe in something, right? Like you think there's something out there. What is that? It will. Exactly. The issue is nobody actually, when somebody says that they're an atheist, nobody really understands what they mean by that. Because again, it means being an atheist is just, as diverse as saying that you're a Christian and what you believe, because there's a whole book on things that you should believe as a Christian, but they all don't. There's hundreds of books on atheism, on what you can, what you should, or at least describing the ethics of it, um, why you would believe that you're an atheist or why you would be an atheist. So saying that you're an atheist, at least in my case, if I say it, I, I only say it because people somewhat have an idea of what it means, but they don't know what my personal views and everything are. It's just easier than, well, what do you, I'm an atheist. Just, that's it. You kind of have an idea. Just go with that. Shouldn't right. the, shouldn't the rules for atheism be about as long as the rules for fight club? <laughs> I don't think by, by, by definition, there should probably be no laws for atheism. Right. It should be the exact the opposite absence of, of right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But that's the issue that nobody understands it. Right. right. Because um, are these books written for everybody who's having their crisis of faith? <laughs> no, they're just philosophy. <laughs> like, what is they're this? just all in the Atheism. philosophy section. And I mean, they they're usually like I wouldn't say you're like radical, but just on the cusp of being like of being radical like, of being like, wow. Right. Because I yeah. mean, they they really go after that whole paragraph religion. was in caps. Yeah. Mm. No, <laughs> most of the atheist books really just go after religion um, hard. And that it's like half uh, science. Uh, and then the rest of it is look at all this crazy shit that they believe in. Why you probably shouldn't. Well, so that's, they that, don't. That's, it's, uh, keep going. Sorry. No. And so the issue there is even in the atheist literature, they're not really giving you an idea of what the philosophy is behind it. It's strictly just, uh, is there a philosophy behind it? There can be, I mean, there there's ethics to go with it just like anything else. I mean, but, but but not everybody is that. And, and nobody is, is this exactly the same on it? You know, I mean, you can be, uh, you know, a conservative Latter-day Saints. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's the, that's the thing though, is I meant, Oh my dog. It's like Latter-day Saints. It's like, like he said, it's more just, uh, like, like there's a lot of people out there who will write these books or be on talk shows or whatever else. And, uh, you know, they say, you know, they, they, they've kind of come to represent atheists, but I don't, I don't really think that's, that's a when great way to vote. Ex- well, that's exactly it yeah. is, is, uh, they you know, show up to talk shows. <laughs> right. And I, I, th- I think we're all as qualified as and Bill fight with James with what's his name? Kirk Cameron. Right. Oh up. my God. <laughs> <laughs> because evidently he's, he's the one that they picked. Yeah. So. <laughs> Look. He chose himself. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what oh, he believes what? he's chosen. No, you go yeah, but there. Here, but, but I mean, how how do you? 
oh my god like it blows my mind like people like Kirk Cameron it's just like dude like ser- like you're doing like and like there's so many things that are in my brain right now that want to come out of my mouth about this man all right. <laughs> that I can't like it's, it's all vowels and, and, and consonants and I can't make sense of it it's like eating alphabet soup if if you imagine that feeling about all religion that's, that's exactly how I feel if you want me to kind of sum yeah, it up but, in but, one but, sentence but, but I mean you don't I, I don't think you don't, you, you don't need to believe in like like that's why I didn't go to AA. You know what I mean? Like, and I went to AA for like three weeks, and they're like, you know, higher power. You know, it could, right. it could be your, it could be a rock. And I'm like, no, it can't. Yeah, no, you're you're saying that, but right. yeah, you don't really yeah, mean that, right? You know, if you want your higher power, it could be a cup, or it could be like, you know, this this shag carpet. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like that seems too radical. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it was like, this really feels like church, and I stopped going. Good for you. You know what I mean? So I lasted about three weeks in AA and nothing against AA, man. Like it, you know, it works for, yeah, for, for a lot you of know, different strokes, different folks. There was a, uh, when I was in LA, I was working, uh, I was working on this. Um, oh my God. I was working on this movie. And one of the second ADs was this girl who had just recently gotten sober, this woman who had just re- recently gotten sober. And, you know, you know me, I like to, you know, talk to people, whatever. And she's like, you know, I, I, I just recently got sober and I was like a screaming alcoholic. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how'd you do that? And she's like, I, I really don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, well, you know, it might help me. You know, I don't care if you were like, oh, I was hypnotized or whatever. And she said Scientology. And that was the thing. And I was like, you know what? Whatever works. But Bill Maher said Scientology is no crazier than any other religion. No, it's no. not. Matter of fact, I like Scientology strictly because they tell you not to tell anybody. (laughs) They know that they're that crazy. (laughs) Don't Don't spread the word. They and Mormonism. Mormonism. I can't say right. Mormonism. Is that it? Mormonism. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. They both tell you like the Latter Day Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't don't tell nobody about what we believe because because they know in the back of their mind it's all shit. Yeah. They will know it. (laughs) And that, that, but that's the. It's like oh my, like you, you you should want. Oh, it's all fucking a, religion. Man. Okay, well, I, no, I'm going to take the other side of this sure. whole story because I'm feeling a little bit like we we need another voice. Yeah, in, yeah. in this soup of. Are you going to play agnostics. devil's advocate? Um, I'm I'm not going to say that because that would imply I don't necessarily have any sort of belief system. I'm not saying anything. It, it, it's just. I'm just going to be very cryptic I, right, about what I believe. You have a belief system. <laughs> yeah, I believe. You would just call it your belief system. It, this, yeah. It's, yeah, my, it's, my it's the religion it, of Lauren. Okay, so. Right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I mean, don't commit to it if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to start my own religion and it's going to be called something that's going to be clever and you're going to come up with it later. Okay. Anyway. I like pressure, the religion man. of Lauren. That's, that's not. Lauren. I don't feel like that communicates the religion very well. What does communicate? I'm not sure yet. We haven't come up with the parameters Duck. of it yet. What about batshit crazy? That might be actually <laughs> yeah. a the, little bit more. The accurate. Church of Guano. <laughs> you'll you'll get mesothelioma if you stay yeah. around it too much. Yeah. No, I feel like Jimmy's in there having a fucking nervous breakdown. <laughs> like, he's like, I didn't want to talk about this at all. <laughs> No one yeah, will listen really, to me. My parents will shun me. In, comment. in the history of human kind. It's a mystery. That's all it is. The belief we'll systems have been easily passed down from generation to generation through oral history, which I think explains a lot of where these different religions came from, mm-hmm. from storytelling. So for us to take everything so literally is a little bit silly. 
However, the principles, the morals behind a lot of the parables in these religions kind of have a really good basis in how we're supposed to be treating each other. And some of them do. I'll, the, Ten Commandments, them do. the Ten Commandments are don't be an asshole. Basically. Yeah. They don't really help Except you. Except for the ones about jealous no gods God. and all that other kind of stuff. Right. So but, okay. You got to cut those out. Carlin boiled like, it down to one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, what yeah. was it? Two. Uh, be honest and faithful to the provider of thy nookie and <laughs> try really hard not to kill someone. <laughs> Unless, of course, they believe in a different invisible man than you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But going back to the history, because because I, I'm I'm I, I'm fascinated by religion. I'm fascinated oh, me by too. Like, where it came me from. Too. Absolutely. I'm yeah, fascinated it's by interesting. But, it's, but at the same time, it's, you know, you, you look at it and it's like it, it, it's almost like I don't I really don't want to compare religion to Nazism, but it's like it's like how do you convince an entire nation of people to, to believe you know that you know we should we should commit one of the biggest atrocities of all time you know in the in the 20th century and then not only that like you know how many how many people have died in the name of god you know right. which which really horrifies me and and the funny thing is is like usually when those fights are being fought both sides think that they have god on their side mm-hmm. so if you lose does that mean you chose poorly you know what I mean? Like there's so many of those things that are that that you like like common sense is be like, God just didn't want us to win today. And <laughs> right. it's like, I really don't think that that's maybe you just picked a really bad fight, you know? Well, how is it that, um, you know, go, let's 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 try to seg <laughs> a little bit. Back into I'm sorry, I brought this. How do you take how do you how do you take this There's kind of section that people are going to be fast forwarding through? Are they it, done talking about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, people people are very uncomfortable talking about it. So how, I through how do you like go that. in front of an audience and talk about that kind of stuff and make make them laugh about it? You know, it's got to be really funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it really does. Anytime that you uh, get onto a taboo subject, especially religion, it depends on what you're saying. Um, because there's different levels of uh, joking about religion or any subject, really, but specifically with religion, it just depends on what the joke is and what you're trying to get across. If you're just trying to say that, um, if you're joking about like your own religion in a way, um, it's one thing because people will look at it and go, oh, he's just joking about himself or what he believes, that's fine. It's when you start um, going after religion and you really start trying to deconstruct um, what they've built and you try doing it in a funny way, that's where you really are going to split your audience because some people are going to get it and some people are going to get angry because they'll take it personally, which is the most annoying thing. It's like, I'm not saying it about you. I'm saying it about religion in general. If you're strong in your beliefs, none of this should bother you at all. If what I'm saying is bothering you, you might want to go talk to your pastor or read a book or something because whatever I'm saying, and I'm just an asshole with a microphone making jokes and I'm bothering you. <laughs> I mean, you might want to think about what you believe if the dude slinging ha-has at you <laughs> is making you upset about what you believe. Well, that that's that was the reaction I think a lot when the the uh, cartoonists got attacked mm. in in France, right. you know, uh, the 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 Charlie Hebdo thing. Uh, that really 
to me, kind of sealed that if you can't stand criticism that much that you have to murder people, mm-hmm. you know, you've you've taken it too far. Right. You know, you, you, you need to, especially because these are like infantile jokes. Like we're talking right. like real basic, like, like Calvin and Hobbes. A lot of it. No, it, Calvin and Hobbes is genius. We're talking like <laughs> these are like the kind of scribbles. Sorry, you did. Rich, I ruined your child. I didn't mean to step on your childhood. No, there's a great um, one where somebody uh, messed with the like panel and it's uh Calvin and Hobbes walking in a forest and the kid goes, I need you to maul me a motherfucker. (laughs) 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 It's my favorite one I've ever seen. (laughs) I mean, that's that. That's a really, but you know what? They put an issue out the week, the next week. And who do they put on the cover? Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that to me is like, well, it's, 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 it's ballsy and it's it shows you too that they believe that much in taking the piss out of somebody but isn't you know it, that, isn't that, it also, and the importance of that but, I think it's incredibly important but isn't it can't you flip that can't you mad lib that with what fundamentalism they believe it so much that they did what they did no, here here's uh, right but you, I, I realize not, a cartoon doesn't no, hurt I don't anybody think can. I don't think you can but isn't it about belief well, right, but then you're getting into what is it? Um, I can't remember. It's basically uh, I can't remember the word. Basically, well, Ask this Lauren. is <laughs> describe it. Um, there's a there's it's like a deviant vowel. behavior and um, against like different cultures and everything. What we believe is one thing. What they believe is another. What we believe here is right to us. What they believe there is right, right to them. them. Uh-huh. So what's who's to say who's right and who's wrong? That like that's kind of the argument, right? Well, it's it's yeah. right for them to you know go to those extremes. But the problem is we live in a society, not just in the United States, but globally, where murdering people is kind of wrong. And but it happens on epics. Oh, no, absolutely. But that's that's the crossroads that we're at where we've advanced enough, but people are still willing to kill for what they believe or don't believe. And that that's where the issue comes from, that globally, I think the majority of people recognize, unless you're like in China or something, that killing somebody (laughs) Or North Korea. Yeah, I mean they they have they make a field day out of it, but <laughs> but killing people in general, I believe I can be wrong. Um, amongst most people, is agreed that it's wrong. So then you have these outliers, and I mean, what six billion people in the world? Let's say two million of them believe that six billion. I said six billion. I think it's six, six billion. No, I'm sorry, no, six billion people in the yeah. world. Two million believe it's okay to kill. You, which is, it's a, which a small, is a small percentage right, when you look at it. It's a very small percentage that believe that it's okay to do that. And now after that whole cartoon thing, didn't even most uh, the countries that they were claiming to be a part of, they're like, no, we want nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah. They're the head, realizing the, right. now. The head, that, of, the head of Hamas came out and said um, they have done more to hurt the Islamic faith than those cartoons could have ever done. Right. And that's, that's the hopefully the right pathway that people should be going on. They're going... Okay, shit's getting out of control now. Maybe we need right. to step in and because that that's the only thing that's going to fix the issue is on our end over here, we can only do so much and, you know, wag our finger and say, you shouldn't do that. It's It's got to come from the community that they're in to right. fix the issue. We can say, don't do that all you want, but it's their community that has to fix the issue. We can't do anything. But we think we can. Well, yeah, unfortunately, that, that, that's right. another 
<laughs> that's another podcast to America altogether. world police. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't find them, you know, I don't think you can switch one or the other because, uh, I think, you know, if, if you really truly believe in free speech and you truly, like you said, believe they that don't. anybody can feel how they right. want to feel, well then, then, then yeah. So, so how, how can you say that, you know, killing someone is the same as drawing a cartoon? It's cause that's it's, what you're, it, that's no, what no, you're no, saying to not, switch those two. No, no, no. It, it's not, it's, it's, it's just that that, belief system is is so skewered i think right. that 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 is is the right word apocryphal that for somebody to, to, to draw like i can't i everywhere i turn is jesus christ on a cross and one of the most deplorable depictions of a person right. you've ever seen but you can't draw a dude with a beard Right. You know what I mean? Like, like where Christians are like, you know, I, I don't know if they were like, look, the, the Muslims don't want to show any thing at all. So we're just going to put our guy <laughs> in all of it, like at the bitter end so that you can see. Well, be, be fair to the Christians. They got used to it. At least they, they right. finally gave it up. I mean, they stopped killing the most for the most part, stopped killing people for that specifically and said, okay, it's okay for you to make movies and laugh at us and whatever. Now, sure. People still get mad and they get offended and whatever, but, but that's where it to. ends. You get yeah. a protest and yeah, stuff like right. that. That's, that's one thing, you know, like rushing in with uh, AK 47s and gunning people down. That's another, you know, that's right. well, the thing is even the, uh, the Quran has just as much, it's like 50-50, the same thing with the Bible. The Bible says that you should, you know, be nice to people and then kill your enemies. The Quran says be nice to people and kill your enemies. And for whatever reason, uh, modern day Christians have decided, I guess, just try. And they decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just decided to go with the other half of the book. And, right. And they're making a bad name for all the other uh you know, people that don't believe in that and want to be peaceful. Yeah, because like, every any, religion has its right, extremists, though. Right, yeah. but uh, yeah. there's no difference between religion and a, a, a political philosophy either. On paper, for the most part, they can be great. It's just when they're put into practice is where the issue comes from. Right. Well, also, it's when like you get, when, when you when you allow the 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 flock to go with the message. Right. Th that's when it gets scary because they're like, oh, well, we can. Do what we want to do. Can we all kind of agree that the Pope is awesome, though? Not this week. Not what happened this <laughs> yeah. week. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, <gasps> that it's not okay to make fun of other people's religions. Did he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Bill Maher lambasted him on Friday. Lambasted, lambasted him on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. Bill Maher, he actually said he he called. It, it, was, it was like a bar I'm fight. always... Go ahead. Uh, to be fair, though, that is kind of in line with what he's been preaching from the beginning. That True. Everybody is equal mm -hmm. and that nobody's better than anyone else. So at least in that respect, he's he's consistent with his belief system that everybody should get along, not make fun of each well, other. I mean, I mean, and the, 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 maybe that's the other thing that like pisses me off is like, you know, like, OK, he can. He, I'm I'm cool with him taking that position. I I respect him taking that position. I probably partially agree with that position. Mm -hmm. Um, you know that guy has done so much right good stuff, and then but he's like you know he says the one thing where it's like you know we really shouldn't make fun of other people's religions and everyone's like fuck him. 
Well, you know what I mean? It's that one. It's that one thing. And it's not even like it's not even like really inflammatory. It's like, hey, don't be a dick to other people who you don't agree with. Well, earlier in, in the podcast, we were talking about how we don't want people shoving religion down our throats in general. But could you imagine being on the other the end pontiff? of that? If you are if you are of a faith and you're being told that your faith is ridiculous and shouldn't have it. Not I, not the same thing. See, but see, but the way I think not, about it, not the same thing. See, but the way I think about it, and I think I think um, when Zach was trying to explain like how to relate that to an audience, mm-hmm. and I don't know why the image popped into my head, and I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of Mad Libs because I think it gets <laughs> makes simple it makes things really simple. You take out the noun, put in the new noun, and it's a <laughs> I'm familiar it's, it's, with Mad Libs. Thank you. <laughs> For those who aren't, um, uh, you know being up on stage and, 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 you know, to, to say that, you know, to mock religion, to say, you know, it's, you know, your religion shit, whatever is basically like you saying, you don't love your wife. You don't love your husband. You know, who the hell are you to say that? And who the hell are you? And people are going to get defensive about it. Like that's, that's the way it is. That's why it's not that don't understand what the point of the joke is. Yes, that is just as right. So the people who take it, Right, they're taking it personally instead right. of just accepting it as a funny thing that somebody's trying to say. Right, that so that that it does come down to something like back that. to the Henry Rollins thing when I said he was he busted my balls for two and a half hours about how my parents didn't love me. Yeah, I didn't take offense to that. Right, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was all in good fun. Right, you know, if you're going to a comedy club, you know, and if you're going to a show, as an audience member, as a paying customer. You should know that pretty much all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, not only that, but I mean, we're at a point now <laughs> where if you're going to a comedy show, you can look up online who the people on the show are and know yeah, what and you're probably about get a to sneak get, preview. Yeah, of and like, know yeah. what you're about to get into. It's not like 30 years ago where you paid your money to go in and then you were just subjected to whoever the hell was on stage. Andy Kaufman just screwed yeah, at you for the next exactly. four hours. Yeah. Like that's that whole issue with the lady that got mad at Daniel Tosh for making a rape joke. And like, ha- have you ever watched the show? Like he's, he's famous for doing that kind of but stuff. But he like, had how do to you apologize. Know? Did he though? He did. Didn't he do it like a, a backhanded apology. It was it was an it, it was an apology in probably the only way that Daniel Tosh could do an apology or would allow himself to. Yeah, I mean, but he did apologize. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm sorry you. T-. But I mean, at the end of the, what are you gonna say? I'm sorry you took it that way. Right. You know, I'm sorry you have no sense of humor. But that's what it is. It's like no, these, these it uptight people who like, you know, like. Well, it's because people think they have a right not to be offended, that they shouldn't hear things that they don't want to hear, that everybody should just cater to them. And that's an issue like the uh, pussification of America, yes. as Bill Maher would call it. It's true. Apparently, he's like my deity. <laughs> no, but um, you can see it on uh, Tuesdays where you can tell the people that really like my stuff compared to the people that don't it's it's really weird in the room because there's a pit and people that really want to be at the open mic and have a good time are down in the pit and the people who are just like oh i guess i'll sit around for the show all hang out at the bar and it's this weird split and the people that really like the stuff that i'm doing are laughing really hard and they're in the pit everybody else is laughing because they're having a good time but they don't like get the 
point of what I'm saying, or, and it's the same with other comics that kind of skew on the same uh, realm that I do, but it's weird with people. Like some people, like you can say something and they'll have a good time and they will get nothing out of it. And then other people will go, Oh, like they get the bigger idea. Yeah. You're, I mean, I mean, watching your stuff, it's not, it's not like, you know, you, you, you do, you know, I don't know if this is the right word, but like you do smart comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not just like, yeah, my cousin Walter, right. You know, has a turkey. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you, like I, the, the one thing I, I want to do like, that now just to see, just if make I, it up, man. Just go with it. <laughs> but you did Walter something about turkey and you gobble, gobble turkey. Rich, Rich told me, <laughs> Rich told me to check out your stuff and you, and you, and it was like a one line that you just kind of like threw in there about China committing human rights violations. Yeah. And it was, and it was like, and I'm like, holy shit, Rich! Like that was funny, and the audience was like, kind of like, wait, what, what? Just right. And it was, just, it was just like, pong. Right there, there is a time uh, where we're like, there's I, a grand picture there. <laughs> like there's a right. I'm actually trying to say something right. here, and I'm disguising it as a joke. Right. Which is uh, sometimes it's a lot of fun because people will pick up on it, and um, I've done that bit where. I'm getting laughs the entire time. And then um, when I do the final punchline of uh, punching a baby, that's it. There's a (laughs) see everybody here knows me well enough that I said punch a baby and it's fine. So that's good. But other times you don't know the whole joke, do you? You're just laughing at punch a baby. (laughs) You're a sicko. But there are points in that bit where people just do not understand what I'm trying to get across. Uh, and they, they're like on edge with it. Um, what's the line where um, I'm talking about the lottery and basically how we waste all our money giving uh, lottery winners money when we should be paying our bills back to China and the, <laughs> right. <laughs> and the, <laughs> you didn't even do the bit. Yeah. She's dying. I, I can't, I can't wait to see her Lord's actually like, come to one of your shows. Lord's, you're going, because he's so right. Because the general idea behind it you is have, true. You like, have a better chance of being struck by lightning and eaten by the shark simultaneously than winning right. the lottery. It's a voluntary tax. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the, the line, <laughs> the line in there is, um, basically you're the president talking to China and having to explain to them why you're not able to pay your bills and then have to, we just gave all our money away because some guy had five numbers on a piece of paper <laughs> and um, like, why? Well, cause it's fun to give stuff away. You know how you give away baby girls in your country. We do the same thing with money and see, they have that exact same reaction because they know right there. Oh, that's kind of a big deal. And then the, the punchline to that is, um, uh, for those of you that don't understand that joke, um, China has a no child left behind law too, but it means something way different than it does here. <laughs> and that's the that's the switch where oh they go, God. oh, okay, it's a joke, it's true, but he's it's the the insanity of the fact that that's so true that yeah, there's nothing, there's there was no misstatement in what you said, no, right. No. And people and that, are like, that's one of my favorite things to do is say the exact same, the exact thing that I am thinking and wanting to say and either getting that big laugh reaction because I have no problem in saying it or getting that. Oh, shit. Now we have I didn't ex- we have to come to terms with this kind of stuff. I don't want to think about that. I'm going to go home Talk- and take a shit later. I and I'm going to be thinking about this. I want to hear about the goddamn turkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a great turkey, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you also have those jokes too, where um, like I li- I like the stuff about just don't pay your debt off, you know, yes, like that kind that of was... stuff too. That's pretty funny <laughs> because you know there, there's it's it's almost the you're you're, you're not uh you're, you're not like uh specifically criticizing like a you know religion or or this or that um, like where we've been talking about, but uh, just just these uh, think outside the box for a second, like stop right. uh, you know going about your life, uh, going to work, paying your bills, whatever. And think about this from another perspective. And I like that aspect of your comedy I love, too. I love doing those kind of jokes to um, listen to the argument that's already out there and come at it from a completely different angle that hasn't been used yet. And it's so much fun to see and hear the reaction of people to that. Because when you get when you see them get the light bulb, it is so much fun. It's like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Now, granted, some of them are just uh, dumb idea for dumb idea's sake, and I can make them sound plausible and good. But yeah. like the life hack thing that mm. I did two weeks ago where um, and that took me six months to figure out, too. But the uh, the premise behind it was if you get a job, most of them today will offer you a 401k you can manipulate that and contribute to your 401k. You leave that job after three years, you'll have a specific amount like five or $6,000 because it's only like 5% that they'll contribute to it. Um, you go to another job, since you have like $6,000 in the bank to ride on, you can contribute like 50% of your paycheck to that 401k at the new job. And then you can keep building your 401k up like that because then after three years of contributing 50% of your paycheck, you'll have like fifteen dollars or $20,000 in the bank. And you can ride on 20000 for a year while you're contributing 75% of your paycheck at your next job. <laughs> so then you... Th- your head just spun like Linda Blair. <laughs> So then um, is when I decide now that that could be a nice idea in and of itself to get $100,000 in, you know, nine years. But let's do something stupid with it. Let's. And then I, <laughs> I, I love this bit and so many people never get it. But um, <laughs> it's true. No, the problem I is, is that this bit. no one ever gets it. Well, no, because the bit starts off with me making fun of a homeless guy and saying, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds bad. Keep it low. Um, Well, no, the issue is is that the dude has a sign and it says hungry uh, and homeless. But instead of the and symbol, the ampersand, it's the anarchy symbol. So his sign actually says hungry, anarchy, homeless. So he looks just as crazy as everybody assumes that he is. So I go on to describe that if you get these jobs and contribute to your 401k, you'll have $100,000, which would be nice. But you don't have to stop there. You buy all the scratch offs at your local convenience store because they have to have a specific number of winning scratch offs. So you buy them all, you get your money, um, but you don't stop there. You go and bet it all on black and now you have Romney money. (laughs) Would that work? See, see, that's what I love about that. (laughs) That eventually people start going, Oh fuck, that might actually be a good idea. (laughs) But you take your Romney money and you run for office. You get into office. You bullshit your way to the top until you're Speaker of the House. And uh, once you have, <laughs> once there's a year left on the uh, president and the vice president's term, you pay somebody off to kill them uh, because it's worked so far. Nobody's going to question you. And now you're the president. <laughs> and all you have to do is be president for a year. And you can do whatever you want. You can get involved in scandals. You can declare war on other states. <laughs> you can uh, you can segregate the states if you want to. <laughs> 
because 365 days isn't enough time to pass that law. So it's just <laughs> it's just to fuck with people. Like we're going back to Jim Crow. And nah, I'm just fucking with you. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> then. Um, and that's the fun thing. After being a president for a year, you're guaranteed a pension for the rest of your life. And the Secret Service has to follow you around until the day you die. And all you have to do is get a single job and you'll never be hungry, anarchy, homeless. <laughs> See, and I love that bit. And I've done it 50 percent of the time. It goes over so well and people love it. The other half of the time, people are like, wait, 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 wait. So how much do I have to contribute in my second <laughs> job? I don't, I lose them because Son of a bitch. Yeah. No. There's so it's that I is, was the 50% I didn't want to be. <laughs> Why was I in group two? Right. But that's the, wait, does that really work? That's one of those bits where I really know who my audience is at that point because they're following yeah. and they get it. And then everybody else is to the wayside and that's fine. That I like figuring that out. I like knowing who my audience is because they'll show up for me the next time I do a gig where everybody else is like, I don't really get him and I don't care for him. That's fine. I don't need you. <laughs> do you do you have do you have like um in in your in your in your when you perform, do you have almost like a choose your own adventure of what you're gonna do based on like response or like, oh, that's this type of crowd? Or, you know, like so I'm you, you know, you could have a set planned out, but then right. you're like I'm going to move here. I'm going to go there, you know, depending yeah, on the response, um, where the needle goes, I might go right. there. Well, there is a, that's the basic comedic rule that you should have. If you're going to headline, which means you do 45 minutes to an hour, you should have about two, two and a half hours of material so that, yeah, that's, that's why it takes people so long to get to a headliner status, like in clubs and stuff, because you have to be able to have that amount of material so that if you do get an audience, you got to slay for that whole time, right? You have to change it up so that they do enjoy it. Um, so that's, that's the hardest part. Like I have, um, I pretty much have two hours now. I recorded one. I have another one that is pretty much done. I want to record that one and then work on a third hour. Um, so I, I do have an idea of where I can go with an audience within the first five minutes. Cause I have, um, uh, not only do I have a j jokes that will set it up so that if they laugh at this, I can keep going with my set that I have planned. Um, also just looking at an audience will tell you like if you're at, um, a bar and everybody's like drunk off their ass, uh, this is a rowdy crowd. I can, this is the hour I'm going to do right. tonight. This is the rough hour. This is the stuff people enjoy. Or if you go to like a country club setting and everybody has, you know, the alligator shirts on. Yeah, and every Judge Mills. Right. <laughs> That's when you go, oh, okay, they're probably not going to go for the Chinese people, torture people. That's <laughs> because they probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> we got more on them. <laughs> but it's one of those things you you have to be able to gauge your audience and determine what they're going to like and what they're not so sometimes the first five minutes is the hardest because you have to figure out where they will go with you now the fun thing though is um carlin used to uh do this before he started uh, amassing his his new audience uh he would do the first 15, 20 minutes of material that um, kind of went up the hill and then the last 40 to 30 minutes went all the way down and it was that first 15 to 20 where if I can get people to follow me here, they'll follow me down the hill. Right. But that's the, 
that's where you got to try to get them. Um, so if you have your audience there, you can start off and say whatever the hell you want and they're with you because they want to see you. If it's not your audience, then it's a matter of, okay, let's start off slow. Are they going with me there? Okay, well, let's, let's throw in this joke. Okay, they like that. All right, let's do this one. Now this one. And then eventually you get the audience on your side. And if you have them on your side, there really isn't anything that you can say that's going to upset them because right. they trust you. Now, that's what you're supposed to do. You get the audience to trust you and and then you just destroy that trust completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what always fascinated me about Carlin because I, I, I was fortunate enough to see him at least a couple times mm-hmm. uh, when, when he was in Scranton and he used to come to Scranton yearly. Yeah. And now Lewis Black comes here yearly. Mm-hmm. And the same, both, the, I guess the same thing fascinates me about both because if I were to go out and say some of those things just, you know, in, the, in, in a very similar way right. to people, they'd go, well, I'm highly offended by that or I'm pissed off or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a certain attitude and then, but, but then people in Scranton would pay to see that and laugh their asses off. And I'm looking right. at the audience going, that looks like my grandma. That looks like my, you know, my, my grandfather, this looks like my aunt, whatever. Mm-hmm. And any other day of the week, these people would be pissed off if I said the exact same thing. And they things. heard you say it for free. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying I, that I would say it as funny as him or in the way that he does, but that, that was his genius was that he was able to craft it in such a way right. that he could say those things to people and they would not only buy right into it, but laugh at it and love it and enjoy it. You know, I, f- I found his last special very weird. Do you remember his one? last special? His last HBO yeah, special. I, that I he do did? remember that. Yeah. Like the second half of that was just like, he's angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think at that point and it wasn't even, it was like most of it wasn't even funny. It was mm. just like, I am, I am so pissed off. Right. At, everything mm-hmm. like that like i'm it, it was like me trying to talk earlier it's like I, I i don't even know where to begin or end i'm so pissed off but he, so much he stuff. had that he had that luxury that he could at that point right yeah absolutely there's i mean he's a, a legend he's a god in the in the comedy world man yeah. there's the one carlin special life is worth losing and uh i i i idolized carlin and that was the one special where the entire time it's like you're not saying a lot of funny stuff man you're not, you're not really getting <laughs> yeah like there's not a whole lot of laughs per minute in this hour and 10 minutes that you're doing. <laughs> right. Like look at it. It's from the beginning to end. It's just very, very bleak and disturbing. Dad had to have been his last one. I think that's one. the same no, one. No, it was I second is second, second to last. last? Okay. Yeah. His last did. two are like, he went like, I don't know what happened. He just didn't give a shit. It, it yeah. wasn't even about, you know, I'm going to say like, whatever right. I want now. Yeah, you there's guys, nothing you right. can do. You guys paid to laugh. You <laughs> actually paid to listen. So sit right. down. <laughs> And here's what we're going to talk about, you know, that, I mean that, and, and then when you watch like his early stuff, man, it was just, it was totally like, dude, well, his, right. he did the hippy dippy weatherman and that kind of stuff. And yeah, he cha- well, and- but he changed his career several times. I mean, he used to be mm-hmm. a duo back in the day, you yeah. know, he used to do, and then he was with it, Jack Burns and then, uh, he was a solo as just himself as a straight laced, uh, comic doing clean material. Right. Then the hippie movement came along and he grew his hair out and he started doing, uh, dirtier material for that era where he was talking about, he did like slight political bits and he did the seven dirty words, but he didn't really bother anybody. And then he had a resurgence like in the nineties where he started doing his more political, I'm going to piss everybody off material. Right. And that's when he started doing um, not so much dirty material, but stuff that 
would bother people to hear like yeah but see, the, the, like the thing that i it's not it, it's not pissing because are you pissing people off because you're right you know what i mean I, like that was the thing about I him like it was like it was like it, you know even though even though it's jokes and you know with public figures right. and, and politicians and stuff like you know uh, you know I'm, I'm aware of libel and slander and i don't think they can come at you if it's true well, no, you know what I mean, like uh, everything he said, like it was true. Right. But not only that, um, so far as comedy is concerned, um, if you're doing it under the uh, tent of comedy, you can say whatever you want. Legitimately. There, there is a thing um, uh, within the First Amendment that if it's considered to be comedy, you can pretty much say whatever you want and you can't be uh, accused of slander or anything because the purpose of it is to get people to laugh right so basically so long as you put lol at the end of anything <laughs> you can say whatever the hell you want and you know i i feel like uh that's that's an essential part of what what you do but not all comedians do that you know no. there are a lot of other uh, especially like the comedians around here like uh you know your buddies with a lot of these guys and mm-hmm. they do totally different kinds of material yes. you know so uh what, what other kinds of comedians do you see out here and like what kind of what kind of scene is there in terms of of comedy it's there is a scene but it's not as uh, fruitful as we would like it to be uh, because of the fact that a lot of people will willingly tell people that they're from the area and that immediately just turns them off. Like I'm a comedian from the area. Yes. So am I, I'm not putting you on my stage. That's not going to (laughs) happen like that. Yeah. We're all comedians. That's the issue that we run into. Um, the scene in general is, I mean, and you, you've seen it as of late with the open mic that anywhere a comic can go to, uh, hone his craft, they're going to be there. Um, no matter where it is, we will be there. Um, the open mic there, uh, the open mics, uh, that we run at the main bean in Luzerne, uh, the Donahue's open mic down in Wilkesbury. Um, they just had the third Friday, open mic down at the art scene, uh, in Wilkes-Barre, mm-hmm. uh, comics showed up to that. And it's, it's an, in, it's like ingrained in us from the beginning that if you want to be a good comic, you have to get in front of every kind of audience that there is. So just because you want to be in front of the comedy club audience doesn't mean you're always going to be. So you need to get in front of whoever you can, whenever you can, if that means you crash a poetry reading and you do some jokes do that <laughs> i'm serious you, you sound like you speak from experience heart. there yeah i've i've done every kind of open mic and venue possible because i want to be as good as i possibly can be and the only way to achieve that is you have to perform in front of varying types of people you have to be able to uh your jokes have to be able to go over with white with a white audience, black audience, Asian, Jewish, rich, poor, in the middle, everything. You have to be able to make all of them laugh or at least chuckle at the very least for you to be considered good and to get decent work out of it. You you have to work your ass off. It, it does not come from nowhere. I mean, you really, really have to work hard to be good because there's some people that are funny, but it's they're just they're not trying as hard as they could because there's um in the scene there is a there is a split 
amongst people um, about how what's okay to joke about and what's not. There are comics who believe you shouldn't joke, um, as they would say, like you shouldn't make crime against humanity jokes, or you shouldn't, uh, you know, joke about taboo subjects, and you you have to be clean in order to get work. And that was true at a time, but there's an audience for everybody now and it's easy to find them too. I mean, you just go on to, you know, crimes against humanity, YouTube channel, and you post your stuff there and they'll love it. There, there is an audience for every genre. So there's, there's that conflict of you shouldn't be joking about this. And if you're going to joke about this, I'm not going to support it and I'm not going to agree with it. And I'm going to just like with any, you know, artistic endeavor, people are always bullshitting behind other people's backs, but what are you going to do? Um, but that's, that's the scene there. There are comics who look at it from a, a business standpoint of, I just want to get my 15, my 20, my hour, and then I'm done with it. Um, and I'll just keep doing that until, Nobody wants to listen to me anymore. And then there's comics that look at comedy from an artistic aspect. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do as many hours as I can. I'm going to create as much material as I can, because I don't want anybody to ever get tired of me. I want to create bits. I want to, I don't want to just create nice jokes. I want to really create things that people haven't seen yet and do things people haven't done yet. So that's, that's where it is. And there's, in the scene itself, we're struggling to get venues to play us or allow us to perform there. And then you have that issue of people not sure what they're getting because right. they will assume, uh, okay, well, are, are you going to be a clean comic? Are you going to be a dirty comic? A lot of people assume that you're going to be like Andrew Dice Clay. Mm. They, they don't get that there's a way oh. that, yeah, they don't get that you can be dirty, but, and be really funny. You don't have to deliberately go out and say, you know, uh, fuck this group of people and that group of people and make stereotypes about everyone. There is a way to actually intelligently do dirty material or be clean. And I, there's a bunch of comics that are clean that I love and I laugh my ass off every time I see them because they're smart and funny. Uh, there's comics that do really obscure stuff that I think is great. There's comics that do uh, stories of their life that I think are great. There, so there's different levels um, in different comics out there. And it's just a matter of getting more people to to recognize it. Because the scene itself, like you said, you weren't even aware that there were that many comics in the area. Exactly. And the I think what uh, most of that is, is that it's so hard for people to work together for a common good. Mm. And that's something that you're helping with, that you're getting all of the uh, entertainment fields together in one area. And as a result, I've made <laughs> friends with... Praise be to Allah Rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as a result of that, I've made friends in different artistic circles that I never would have <clears throat> met before. I have friends that are poets now. I know people that are musicians and they all want to work together to, you know, get me in front of your audience, get me in front of your audience, because then like the comedic uh, people that want to see comedy aren't going to go out to a poetry reading mm. or a band. Bands aren't going to go out to comedy or poetry. However, if they work together, you get those small droppings of people who, you know, like this band, but I like that poet or I like that comic. You, that That's a real community is all artists working together, not just 
comedy and poetry and musicians and whatever else is out there, they should all work together so that they can all collaborate and gain each other's audience because you take these 10 people, these 10 people and these 10 people, that's 30 that could potentially see everybody and tell other people. So, and that's the thing too, is, is everybody has interests outside of whatever they like. You know, if you're a musician, you might enjoy going to see a comedian Mm -hmm. or something like that. So I don't understand why these, uh, clicks kind of stay in those clicks and they don't really venture outside that a little bit and try to discover that because they have to, they have to look at it for a second and go, well, you know, if I want more people to come and give local bands a chance, maybe I should give local poets a chance, local right. comedians a chance, things like that. And that'll kind of come back to me, you know, right. and then, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Long, you're all I mean. trying to get your art out there, whether it's high art or low art or right. whatever you're trying to do, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's the, and I, like, I, like you said, I think there's an audience for everything too. You know, it's a matter of, of, you know, finding it and then being able to hone that and get them to be, you know, kind of regulars and understand that. Uh, And there's so many. Go ahead, ahead, Mark. No, you go. Oh, okay. I thought you looked like you were going to jump in there. (laughs) I was. Because you've been having this like secretive conversation. No, no, no. Like through through eyes and hand motions with with Jimmy. So I I didn't catch whether it was part of that. The GoPro died. So I'm trying to get the other. Oh, okay. Sad face. That sucks. I'm worried about. The video. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, see, there's your art. You're trying to save your art. Well, it's not really art. I mean, <laughs> not be, the, well. We're yeah, just kind of aiming shit, <laughs> just to make sure like people are, like it's not feet. <laughs> per that type of music that I'm not. A, no, I just wanted to ask. I wanted to ask the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Sure. Okay. What's the worst gig you ever played? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot, but the worst. I mean, like, like memorable because it was, you know, an individual you sucked or, you know, just anything where it's like one of those ones where it's like, at least it wasn't that or like, what's the funniest shitty gig you ever had? Whether it was like, oh, yeah, I had to perform in a urinal in in an Arby's. I'm I'm going to go with when I opened for chat. That would probably, still, yeah. <laughs> tell that t- was you got to tell the tell the story, like you know, long story short. But tell tell the story because it's too funny. That wait, that was the because he's he's told this at the open mic before, but this is the, a lot oh of people God. obviously blew I, my I, mind. I really think that is just because um, I had just started. Wait, I, where was the the gig? Was in New York, wasn't it? No, no, where it was, was it? Uh, Judge and Jury in Scranton. It's the Irish Wolf Pub now, <laughs> but it was Judge and Jury at that time before they with, remodeled with the it. Wolf. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I got the gig. I was told just to be up there. I was opening for Ooh, a Keller band. did you that? Yeah. Bobby gave did me Did he that know gig. totally? He was like, oh, oh yeah, Bobby throwing him to the wolves. No, I, Bobby was having fun with it too. Um, <laughs> but he's like, I, you got to open for this band. Okay, I'll do it. So um, we're doing the, I'm doing my set and it's just awkward. Um these people do not want to see comedy. They, they want to see their band. Um, the dildo band. Yeah. Half the people there are neo-Nazis. I'm not even close to making that up. They were neo-Nazis. They were carrying guns, shaved head. Uh, yeah. What, did, what was your, what was your set? <laughs> I don't even remember. I, I had just started, I think maybe a year before this. So I didn't, 
oh. I, I had no idea how to appeal to these goddamn people. <laughs> so I'm just trying to like get jokes across that are going nowhere. And one of the jokes from that's in the bit now is one of the guys yells at me, I'm going to rape you in the alley after the show. And that's when it clicked for me. And I just said, like, you're not supposed to tell me where. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got their respect. They're like, all right, that's good. Okay. He knows right. the rules. All right. You stood up to me. Good job. <laughs> And was then, it uh, better after that? Yeah, it was better after. Then they liked me because I, I showed them I didn't give a shit. Right. So uh, then Bobby goes up and he's doing his uh, Melvin character. Which Bobby does a character? Oh, yeah. yeah Bobby Keller, uh, who's a, a for, for people who don't know, he's a, a local filmmaker of uh, mo- mostly a ho- uh, short horror films. And uh, like he At, like he, out there. He, yeah, very out there stuff. And he does uh, uh, he does local comedy as well. And he does this Melvin character. Jimmy, as, did you know Bobby? It's very comedy? it's very Andy Kaufman esque uh, so, stuff. What did you know Bobby Keller did comedy? I knew he did a couple of years ago, but I thought he stopped when he started doing the local films. He did yeah, stop he when he started doing yeah. the local films. He's uh, yeah, he had a comedy. I never saw it, but I knew he had a skit oh, for a it's, while. It's funny as hell. It's so awkward and just funny. The I mean, does he roll with it? Does he? Oh he's, yeah, he's the character yeah. the entire time except for this night. <laughs> oh, the night of the neo Nazis. Yes, because he's trying. <laughs> he's trying to do the Melvin character. Um, they are they're ignoring him he's trying he's trying he's trying and the the character's like i talk like this that's the character the entire time so he's doing that voice and one of them says something to him and bobby breaks character and says like in the most malicious way at least i don't have a blood for blood tattoo on my neck (laughs) (laughs) and then that's when they went okay all right you showed us what you got It's amazing how you garner respect from different audiences. <laughs> I don't understand. For for people who don't know about Shat too, describe well, Shat. So then um, they're like, "All right, Shat, the band's about to come out." I have never heard of them. I was like, "Shat, really? Okay, these dudes." So wait, you and Bobby get out alive. Yeah, well, at least you so get off I'm stage sitting, alive. Right now, I'm sitting at the bar. Are they buying you drinks and stuff? Well, I don't like, drink, but they were buying Bobby a shitload of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "So you were funny, man. Good job." I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, the band comes out, and the way that they came out, they turn off all the lights in the room, and you it's hear this siren going off. <laughs> this dude comes out with a megaphone, with it going, <laughs> a red light spinning, and these grown men come out they're wearing diapers um these baby masks and the lead singer is decked out in dildo armor yes now they all uh, wear shit. dildo armor oh really oh yeah well that's good that i added that to the band. now they all um, wear dildo armor. like and it's like 10 piece dildo armor too they got a shin guard with three dildos coming out of it is on it, each is it leg like, is it like lobstered armor no it looks like no, it's no, like an actual shin guard that like a shortstop would wear oh. and there's dildo 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 <laughs> imagine oh, this is got... imagine this is a dildo like just yeah. sticking, oh, right no, they're was, sticking straight on like spikes. Asked, I was asking yeah. about like a puffer the, the, fish. the armor. <laughs> no, it's just a shin guard. They're not like guar. And then he's got oh, a okay. shin guard on well, I mean, his uh, forearms and there's dildo sticking out of that. Then he's got uh, dildo a on his helmet. <laughs> no, and it's um, just like a stream of dildos coming like a out mohawk of his of dildos. Oh, yeah. And then he's got a, uh, a cross that's two dildos. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that that's sacrilegious. 
Yeah, that's I, what they're worried about. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> and then the uh, the lead singer, not only is he wearing a diaper, but then he also has a strap on coming out with like a 12 foot dildo. <laughs> they're on YouTube, man. The, and the, the uh, physics of this confuses me. He, all he it's hysterical because if somebody filmed it like with an iPhone today that does, you know, 240 frames per second and he moved It'd be hysterical just to see like the dildos like try to catch up. I do wonder what Guar would think of them (laughs) if they saw them. Guar would be like these. No. (laughs) Right. And then here's the crazy. What are they doing? They're ridiculous. Is uh, (laughs) the all they do is like 30 second songs and they are like five or six lyrics. One of their songs is a fucker in her double, double chin, double, double chin. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the lyric. That's the lyric. It's just vulgar under double, double chin, double, double chin, double, double chin, double, double chin. Didn't Dave Brocky have a 30 second album? I don't know, but I feel bad for the have, lyricist who had to stay up all night to write that. <laughs> and they have like 30 songs that are each just like 30 seconds a piece. And the, the thing that's crazy about it. 15 minutes set. <laughs> the neo-Nazis are loving this. They are watching the gayest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> And they are loving it. I saw one girl. um, She was wearing like really high cut shorts um, and she's gyrating to these guys like she's getting off on watching them play. She's showing the band her tits. And I'm like, I got to learn to play a guitar. This is stupid. I jokes get me nowhere, man. If I just wear dildo armor and play guitar and do retarded nursery rhymes i can <laughs> lauren i'll show you some youtube videos that's I it wanna. oh They're no good. it's it's funny i'm okay it's good it's thank real you good. and uh the the best thing about that was uh and i'm not gonna say the the venue or anything because i don't feel like pissing anybody off more than i already have i don't i don't <laughs> care about pissing shad off at all because they don't like me and i don't like them <laughs> wow but I started doing that as an opening bit because um, sometimes I did shows where like five or six people are in the audience, but they were good shows because I know how to work a crowd. So I would open it up with saying, I most of the time if there's a big crowd. I'm very happy that you were all here. Um, I have done all kinds of shows. Um, I've performed in theaters. I've performed in front of 500 people uh, and I performed in front of two people. And you would think two people is as bad as it gets and you would be wrong because I opened for the band Shat. <laughs> most of the time people are like, what? And then I explain to them who Shat is. I do this venue and it's a, it's just a little bar and I'm starting to do the bit and these people in the audience are going crazy. They're like, yeah, Shat, that's awesome. <laughs> and then I start getting into why it's stupid and then they're like, man, fuck you. This is bullshit. We don't need this anymore. So I get done with my set and I later find out that the people who were like really all about it and then got mad at me were actually the band. <laughs> they were in the audience. Well, it's hard to recognize them without giant dildos right. sticking out of they them. They were so pissed. I, I later went up because... Uh, one of the bartenders came by and said, hey, the lead singer of Shat was in the audience and he wanted to tell you that you did a good job. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so I went up to him and I'm like, hey, man, thanks for being here. And he's like just sitting at the bar all depressed. And he's just like, <laughs> and uh, my wife works with people that know the band like personally. 
and they are still mad about it. They are still angry over the fact that I made fun of them. <laughs> oh. Like, Did, how could you be a comedian and not like Shat? I don't know. By existing, maybe. <laughs> I, I would have never heard of Shat. Were it not for you? I never would have heard it Shad had it not been for Bobby fucking Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Who does listen to the podcast, by the way, so he's going to enjoy this one. Oh, yeah, because I told the story at the open mic and he's he loved it. And I love Bobby, man. Bobby got me all kinds of gigs that I did amazing at. And I owe Bobby a ton of credit uh, for the stuff that he does and the stuff that he got me. So, mm-hmm. Jimmy, you saw Bobby Keller out the other night. What did he say to you about the podcast? About me? Yeah. Oh, he listens just because I know what to say at just the right time. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I speak, he knows it's well thought out. You like, like like a silent Bob kind of thing. <laughs> right. I don't have diary of the mouth. It just, I don't speak when it's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like the rest of us, basically. <laughs> Mostly me. No, he's Mostly just talking me. about Mark. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I know when it's my fault. Trust me. <laughs> I'll own it. So uh, you have any uh, any gigs coming up? Uh, I mean, obviously, you can always uh, you know see Zach at the uh, the NEPA scene open mic on Tuesdays at the Woodlands, but uh, there's there's plenty of other places you can see Zach too. Um, we have an open mic every Sunday in Luzerne at the Main Bean that starts at eight o'clock. Um, I'm usually there because my house is like a minute away from it, so I kind of have to be there. <laughs> um, you'll Just see flew the- in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, a bunch of the other comics around the area are there. Um, it's always a fun show. It's a really nice, intimate setting. Um, we'll be starting a new open mic this Wednesday at Murphy's in Swoyersville. Um, we're going to try and build that one up. Uh, starting in March, when it starts to warm up again, we're going to reopen uh, the Donahue's open mic. Um, and we're probably going to try and change it up a bit and do what you've been doing with Tuesdays and open it up to like poetry and acoustic music. Um because it it does create a nice vibe and you get more people in. Uh, and then Friday, I'm in Plumsteadville, wherever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> it's probably and that's where not- they have plums. Yeah, and that's nothing against Plumsteadville, if anybody there is listening. Uh, I hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it. So. I'm very excited about being there. Um, and then Saturday, um, I'm going down to Maryland, where I'm originally from, um, and I'll be playing at an Elks Lodge. So no, kind of cool. stoked about that. <laughs> stoked about that. I am. I like country clubs uh, or at least <laughs> clubs like that because audiences typically like um, like raunchy material. I don't know why. Because they're but, stuck up. Well, yeah. Yeah. And you get some liquor in them and they're oh, yeah. I, that show will probably and they're, be. And they're, and they're polite. Yeah. If yeah. anything, I probably won't have to do any jokes. I could probably just do crowd work the entire time. That's exactly what they will expect. And you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time with audiences like that, you could just point at them and they're like, thank you. <laughs> they're happy to be fucked with. My wife doesn't pay attention to me at home. I'm happy you did from the stage. Yeah. That's it. It's right, Buffy. <laughs> You're making me sad. Why? I don't know. I'm making you sad. That made me sad. That made me really sad. <laughs> that that the that the wealthy man's wife does not pay attention to him? Yeah, a little bit. Who do you feel sad for in this I'm situation? Not sure. The wealthy man? I think so. Why? I don't know. That was in stereo, man. <laughs> why would you feel bad about a wealthy man? A wealthy white man at that. Right. He's got things. Why, why are you looking at me like that? Like, oh, no. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, in my head, he wasn't white. Well, good for you. <laughs> See how weird it is? I'm technically the racist. He was a Romulan. Of white people right, right. now. Why, yeah, why did you not- assume he was right. white? 
I, because I'm at an Elks Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> He's not at the Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we, we, we like to end the show with uh, a, a segment, which I finally... By the way, Zach, it's over. I came up with a <laughs> shitty name for <laughs> Well, no, because... No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because we always, we always say we're going to end the show with this segment, and then we go on for another 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah, which I'm is not gonna probably what's going to happen. Nope, I'm done. We have 11 <laughs> minutes left. I'm done. So, well, yeah, if okay, we want to hit that two-hour mark... I stopped talking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we'll just we'll we'll call it the last word and let's let let people have the last word, which really is very disingenuous because we're really going to just go off about whatever they say. So we actually get the last word. I've been looking forward to this all Jimmy week. fill in, yeah. baby. Be a part of this. So um, a lot of people uh, and, and on the show, including Zach, uh, and I appreciate it. Uh, we'll we'll compliment the site and what we're trying to do and that sort of thing. And uh, and then then you're always going to find an internet troll who, no matter what you do, no matter how uh pure your intentions are uh you you could you, you could be anybody you could be a, a saint and they will still find a way to rip you apart and yeah. be angry about yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. so i gotta tell you though it is fun to troll oh sometimes. yeah yeah it, I, there's a lady that i know personally on facebook who uh please tell me that's all she does what trolls or you no, no, troll no, no. i trolled her <laughs> <laughs> she uh, posted that like her oven broke and she's really upset about it because it's going to cost like $50 to fix and she doesn't know what to do. And uh, she's just distraught. And I'm like, yeah. and I posted, yeah, I'm pretty sure those Tootsie in 1994 can relate. <laughs> <laughs> internet bullying <laughs> so so this comes from uh, a gentleman who big surprise does not use his real name bill danger robinson danger in quotes okay well, so i guess at least he likes 1950s sci-fi he does nice okay so he says um now this is this is a comment uh, that was on our last podcast which was uh, about um, police policing in in the, the 21st century and Ferguson and things like that, which I thought we handled very well. Uh, well, I've uh, I I'll, I'll, I'll start it out by saying I've got nothing but compliments on the show thus yeah, far. I mean, my, so, but you're all, like I said, guy, you're man. always going to find someone who has to say something nasty. Oh, I yep. love it. Oh, um, please be which, about me. By the way, <laughs> it, I, I figured out very quickly by his comments that he actually didn't listen to the podcast. He was criticizing. Oh, it really? Yeah, he actually didn't listen. So uh, it. Oh yeah. He says, what's ha Bill, Bill danger. Robinson says what's happening. <laughs> Wait, <in> stop. <laughs> you got to let that soak in for you. got to let that yeah. marinate for a second. <laughs> Bill. Yes. Bill. Yeah, yeah. As in, you know, danger, yeah, will, danger, will, will Robinson. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Will Bill, huh? Bill. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil Danger Robinson. This clever guy who, by, by the way, you can look if if you use discuss, which I use uh, for your comment system, you can see if they've commented on anything <laughs> else that uses discuss. Well, really, would he like click on them and he, you could see like yeah, you can see his comments on any other site that uses the same comment system. He has thousands of comments on uh, all the local newspaper sites. So this is a guy who obviously has nothing better to do than sit there all day and, and do this. He says. What's happening in Ferguson is well covered by other media. Maybe, quote unquote, NEPA scene should focus on something relevant and local. So 
I usually don't respond to these kinds of things. I usually just well, let it go. Yeah, we're gonna but talk I was about like, fucking potholes. I gotta like, have fun we with this about. guy. I had a few. Damn I, potholes. I, I, I woke yeah. up. I guess I woke up Ruining on the wrong lives. side of the bed this morning, and I just said, you know what? Wait, this all this all went down today. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, fuck this guy. I'm gonna say something. So did he comment on the YouTube video? No, he commented on the the post on the website, which had, so he had to like log in and sign on. Yeah. To, yeah, to create to be a, a dick. <laughs> no, he he already has he already has a, a discuss account, so he can he can comment on any. Oh anything, my god, he must he must have just must be drunk. Just came power. across our site, obviously. So I said, obviously, the effects of Ferguson have been felt nationwide. So it does have an impact on NEPA, whether we like it or not. And it's hard to deny that there are racial issues in the area. Also, the local tie-in here specifically is that our guest is a University of Scranton professor who wrote a book that touches on many of these topics. So why not hear what he has to say about these important topics? rather than just dryly discuss the book. His thoughts are very insightful, and we all learned quite a bit from talking to him. Just because we were based in Scranton doesn't mean we should shut ourselves off from the world around us. Some would argue that that is one of the area's problems. And as we noted during the show, much of what our guests talked about was not covered in mainstream media, instead filling the airwaves with pundits stirring up controversy rather than exchanging meaningful dialogue. NEPA scene covers local arts and events daily, and our podcast guests have always been area natives. So I'm not exactly sure how much more relevant and local you'd like us to be. Then again, after being lost in space for so long, Mr. Robinson, <laughs> I could understand why you're so out of touch. Oh, did he reply? Oh, he did. Oh, nice. my God. Better. oh and this, this will probably continue next week. Cause I'm sure he's going to respond. Wait, wait, to the next wait, 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 Zach. I know you're our guest this week <laughs> and I, and I know that, and I know that when, when, when Rich does the, the titles of the podcasts that we use our guest name, mm-hmm. could we put his Danger name? Danger Bill Robinson. <laughs> can, we, can we put his name in the title so that if he searches <laughs> for anything, his fucking name is right there? Well, you and, know, he, and now he's forced to listen well, here's to two hours to get to the last five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> here's what I was thinking, actually. Um, I was thinking about uh, when, when Jer sends the podcast, uh, the YouTube version. Um, I'll ch- hashtag him. What I'll do is is uh, every week we should chop out those last few minutes for this segment no, we and do that as a separate video. Yeah, we really that would be better. <laughs> no. Well, this guy is never going to listen to so it. So wait, anyway. you want to do the last word as as its own little segment? Yeah, like just okay. for fun, you know, like you know, just to, because there's some people who I wouldn't want them. You know what? I wouldn't want them to go through the whole two hours. Let's just you know, here's yeah. here's your seven minutes. Sir. I'm telling you, he's not going to listen anyway. Because here we go. He says. <laughs> He says, no one is suggesting Scranton should be shut off from the rest of the world. Quite the opposite. Monorail. You, okay. You, you, origi- you originate Monorail. in a market, Scranton wilkes Bear, with a degree of racism that makes Ferguson look like paradise. You already... What? What? So, yeah. Okay. So right there, that's... Will you back that up a sentence and yeah. just repeat that, please? Okay. This is an exact quote. You originate in a market, Scranton wilkes Bear, with a degree of racism that makes Ferguson look like paradise Ferguson where they just had riots is the same as people making racist comments Palm on Springs. the Scranton Times website yeah Palm, Belize we're, yeah yeah we can't even get snow plows to go out when they're supposed <laughs> to and they got riots going on I think <laughs> yeah when was well, the last time we burned a shop down right well, you know, the, in his, in his opinion, it's the same thing. Um, no, it's worse. Now, he, here's here's the kicker. Here's what here's what he says after that. You already had a local expert in place. You missed a great opportunity. 
For what? That Well, that's exactly what I thought. So I really had to sit there and think about this, which I hate to do for someone this fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to think. Can we get okay. that on a loop? Like yeah. in this, it's a in Rich, the you now have your own meme. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, so this, I have to, you, basically it's like, you know, when, when a doctor is trying to diagnose a crazy person, how you yeah. have to try to think like them. So, so I'm sitting there thinking, all right, if I was this fucking stupid, like if I took a ball peen hammer and just smashed my face repeatedly over and over and right. then grabbed a keyboard and typed the first thing I thought of. How yeah. many hits is it going to take to get to the center of the crazy pop? <laughs> Well, you just type for an hour and there's not one vowel. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm thinking, okay, what is the missed opportunity here? And then I realized, oh, wait a sec. He didn't listen to the podcast. So he thinks the entire episode was actually just about Ferguson and nothing else that we didn't talk about the area that we didn't talk about the guy's (laughs) book that we didn't talk about him. So we missed the opportunity. I'm assuming this is what he thinks. We missed the opportunity because we we didn't interview him about anything else other than Ferguson because we because we think we're fucking dateline. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, we're 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 on. Yeah, we're we're totally, uh, you know, on the same page there. So so I'm like, okay, so did you reply? Oh, well, I had to oh, at yes. this point, you know, it's like watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy all right. over again. Like, it's so, just so good. So I replied and then he gave one more reply that I haven't responded to what yet was because your it just came, it just came in recently. Oh, I'm stoked. Like while we were so, here. So, yeah. Uh, uh, b- b- when I, b- when I entered the studio a couple hours ago. Oh my God. Okay. Go. So, okay. So he says, So I say, I really don't see what opportunity we missed here. We found a culturally relevant topic, discussed it in depth with a local expert and delivered an honest and informative show, which I can assume by your comments that you didn't even listen to. We talked about his work, his book and NEPA quite a bit, not just Ferguson. Judging by your extensive discuss comment, history and various on on various local media websites. It seems you'd rather tell everyone what they should be doing rather than simply doing it yourself. (laughs) Feel free to link us to the perfect website, podcast, etc. that shows us just how it's done. Did your crew ever make it back to Earth, by the way? I never (laughs) caught the last few episodes. (laughs) So I I keep trying to get him to talk about Lost in Space and he won't do it. Which that's just making me more angry. Like at this point, Rich like, isn't pissed off about what this guy says. He's no, pissed off about he won't acknowledge what he's not saying. No, his handle. You're, you're doing the right thing <laughs> because you're completely ignoring everything you just said to him. Just to tell him that he's from Lost in Space. No, I, yeah, I, but that's genius. but that's beautiful. It's like I'm going to write paragraphs, and the very last one is like, you got to acknowledge so, this. So basically, everything I just said, you it's can not ignore. even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Read the last sentence. Please just, yeah. It, Lost so, in space dipshit. <laughs> so obviously now uh, at this point, I've asked several Did questions crew return and made and made several <laughs> salient points and not one like of them Gary has Oldman been better. <laughs> <laughs> not one of them has been addressed. Not one. And, and so I know at this point in the conversation, this is where it all it all devolves into I'm going to insult you now. Like that's the him point. Or you? Oh no, him. him. That's, okay, okay, okay. You okay. know, that's always the point that these guys get to. You, if you hit them with one or two points that actually How many make licks sense, does it take? Right. Uh-huh. They, they think. Of, they think about it. And they go, "Holy fuck, I'm wrong, and I'm wrong on the internet." Like, holy shit. 
So <laughs> where everyone is right at this point, the, my only recourse is to uh, attack him to go for the throat. So this is the, so the only thing that he says in return is, uh, and he, he puts in quotes, the website Northeastern Pennsylvania has been waiting for, which is one of our little kind of catchphrases on the site is not another dreary weekender electric city wannabe. Really? What? What does that even mean? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, dreary. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Okay, the last time I was saw that? an obituary in Electric City. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we're that we're a, I guess a dreary ripoff of them. Is that is that what he's trying Are to say? Are we weak and weary? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I don't. I don't. So it, I speak. That was language? just his little. Did you say Reek and Riri? Weak and re- Weary. Oh, okay. No, she <laughs> it was, was a poco. She, yeah, she was making a poco. I was making a po. I, didn't, I didn't know. I, I, I only, I caught bits and pieces. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> who uses Dreary? Right. Uh, apparently d- Bill Robinson. <laughs> Which is funny because he's literally the only person to ever say, everyone always says the exact, they say, God, you know, what you do is very needed around here. I'm really glad that you do that. And, and yeah. my, my response is always, well, it's amazing to me that you have publications, well, a weekender electric city uh, dedicated just to arts entertainment. And then you have right. the features department of all the local newspapers, which there are uh, at least a dozen of uh, yeah. from both com- from right. both major companies yeah. around here. And all of them suck that bad at their jobs yeah. that, that, that we, that were needed, that were that needed. Like that's just that, that that's kind of uh, my reaction to it. Like, is, is it that, is it that bad that is it that bad that you look at me as that good? Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. So, um, so th- I, I don't, I, when, when I see stuff like that and I obviously know that he's just going, he's just trying to get a rise on me. He's just trying to piss me off, whatever. I stop back and I think about just the day before when I was at a show, um, the, the church show that we talked about earlier was in a church basement and it was a bunch of kids and they're all, you know, in their, they're early, the late teens or early twenties, most of them. And, um, it was a great little, uh, community. And I really like going to shows like that because you see these kids who actually are there for the music, right? They're not there to drink. They're not there to party. They don't care about those things. They just really want to see a band and they don't even care that it's in a church basement and Oh, this could be really lame. They just go because they want to see their bands and they stand there and they sing along and they pump their fists and there's like 10 people there, but they act like it's a big arena show. And I love that. And one of those kids came up to me out of nowhere and he just said, are you the NEPA scene guy? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's weird. But yes, I, I do run that. And he's like, I just discovered it the other day when I read your story about Louisa. And I think what you're doing is great. And I said, oh, well, thank you. And he, he said, yeah, you know, I get most of my like information and news and stuff from podcasts. I listen to a lot of them. And you're, you guys are like the only one really doing that around here, like about this, the, these topics and stuff. And there's really just not many local podcasts, period. So he's like, I'm really glad that you're doing it and like I'm going to start listening to them now he's like I just found it the other day but he's like I'm definitely going to start listening to them so you know keep up what you're doing I really appreciate that and like he said, no one else really does those around here. So it's the exact opposite of what uh, Bill over here, uh, Bill, quote unquote, is uh, is saying where, you know, we're, we're not relevant and we don't know what we're talking about and we're not in tune with anything. I think I'm going to go with the kid who's actually participating in the local art scene who wants that kind of content, who wants that information 
over some guy who's in his 40s, 50s, uh, you know, who's teens, unsatisfied (laughs) with his life, who's sitting there commenting for hours and hours and hours on random news articles, telling everyone how to feel about uh, whatever's going on in the world at the moment. I think I'm going to go with the other kid. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think I think you're right. I think you're smart. I think that kid's right. Although in the midst of your story, I thought you were going to go. Hey, are you that NAPA scene guy? And you were going to go, yeah. And he was going to go, my dad, Bill Robinson. Really <laughs> and I thought that that's what you were going to do. And I'm like, oh, what a cherry on top this would have been. No, <laughs> but it actually ended up being a nice parfait. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this kid's name, but, you know, more power to him, man. But, you know, and the the only thing I can really you tell him to spread the word. <laughs> yeah, I did. OK, I did. Oh, I, I hope and, it was just like, thanks. High five. Ab- see you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Here's a biscuit. <laughs> the, 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 this is, uh, you know, Bill is is kind of representative of uh, just this overall attitude problem that Northeast PA has where everyone just wants to shit on everything before they even take it into account. Like they, they want to strictly any PA thing. And it's no, it's I'm uh, to be fair. It's not, but it's, it's a major problem in this area uh, where you have people who aren't willing to support local artists because there's that, you know, Oh, well they're not as good. Cause that's, that's why they're local. That's why they're starting out. Well, or it's whatever, easier to criticize. Know? It's not easier to understand. Right. right. Life didn't work out for them. So they're not going to, yeah, anybody else. That's I don't really, understand yeah. why they feel the need to defecate on anybody's work, though. Well, they, and that's that how, that's so, how that that's so how I well feel about said. it. It's out of left. It's, it, those people are doing something with their life. They haven't uh, fear and jealousy. They have an idea of where they want to go with their life, and they're pursuing that. And they never had the balls to do it. Like at twenty-seven, I thought I was going to die and be like this awesome in remembrance he was brilliant you know, like the artist that dies and all of a sudden his paintings are now worth like millions of dollars i just thought my thoughts were going to be worth so much money you lived though i lived a delusional life and now i'm like finally doing something okay you know i get to meet great people like zach and hang out with great people like rich and lauren and i get to live with jimmy <laughs> <laughs> you know which is a privilege in and of itself jimmy i'm telling you for tax purposes. I'm pretty sure Exactly. That's... I'm all, I'm all for it for tax purposes. You and I. Oh my God. Are you guys getting married for tax purposes? We discussed too? it. Just I don't think we should set of tax. I would, yeah, why not? It. Sure. Like you don't have to prove. Yeah. You know. You don't have to like yeah, you don't have to, yeah. you know, kiss each other what in if front the of IRS I would talk, dude, I would do this. If it would if, if we, we could stop s- trying to fraud the IRS, what's if, going on? If we could if we could Jimmy, if we could save like it. two grand a year, I would totally right. tongue kiss you and and, and Yeah, why are we sticking up for the IRS? Yeah. <laughs> that's cable for the year. What's wrong with frauding the IRS? What let's You can't get away with it. There's people who have done it. Like who? And I don't uh, know. Universal that's why. I <laughs> that's uh, why. Yeah, exactly. Halliburton. Uh, you can do it. Don't even start on that. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's people. One of my if buttons. you have the OJ Simpson was found not guilty in a criminal court. If you have enough money, you can get away with whatever you want. But <laughs> then they got him in a in a hotel room. That was stupid. That was his fault. That was his. The murders weren't. (laughs) (laughs) That was his fault. Stealing back memorabilia. OJ, you should know better. Murder. I don't know. That guy totally did it. (laughs) OJ totally killed those people. I don't know. We could dedicate a whole episode to that. The glove. Uh, It's brilliant. It doesn't. It doesn't make any. Like you couldn't write it. You couldn't write that script and make a movie out of it because no one would believe it. They still haven't made that movie. 
Same thing as like most stories you hear in North. Didn't they do PA. a TV movie? A really maybe, shitty one? Maybe but they a probably TV did. Movie. It, they can't. I think so. There was definitely Kato a Kato Kato is the on one I want to see. Channel, wasn't it? it was on the Walmart channel. Hallmark. Hallmark. Oh. <laughs> I don't think Hallmark would make an OJ movie. <laughs> lifetime. Maybe Lifetime. lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Lifetime sounds With Lifetime presents is a Lifetime movie. Packed. I think they proved when they did the Grumpy Cat movie that they'd pretty much do anything. There was at a this Grumpy point. Cat no, movie. Yep. Yeah. There was not. Oh, yes, there yeah. was. They made a movie about Tar. Uh, yeah, and it's so no, it's not good. Oh. Well, they did do Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Wow, that's a yeah. crazy idea. Yeah. Pax did you just indirectly have a, did you just have an funded <laughs> that yeah. no one was aware of. Yeah, Pax indirectly funded Miley Cyrus's success in a way. How? Because they paid um, Billy Ray for many years on the show Doc. The fact that you know that Billy Ray Cyrus was on PAX on a show called Doc. Did you ever watch it? No. no. Oh, my God. Kind of avoid Do you say, anything. oh, my God, as in, like, you don't know what you're missing? Exactly, or like, oh yeah. My God. You have to just know what, you're ex- what you didn't Do you mean experience. ironically enjoying it, though? Or do you like, was it, like, good? No, I just couldn't stop looking at his mullet. That's all. Okay, well, the- mm. <laughs> that's a good reason to watch it. Yeah. Not, like, for performance. I just yeah. want to see if his hair jumps off his head. And gets I think it was on tea. after Touched by an Angel, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Which <laughs> no one wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> After yeah, re- reli- or touched? Re- religion and touched should just not be in the same <laughs> sentence. They how were they? Just, wait, they should just get how, away from that imagery altogether and move on to something. How else. are they in that meeting where they're like, look, here's the show, right? <laughs> it's about an angel, right? And she, every week, she has to like do shit. <laughs> and we're going to call it touched by an angel. Have the marketing department come up with something real quick. If, if you've if you've seen it, there are the people who, who who wrote it and worked on it were probably so humorless <laughs> that they they could not even see that. Like that's the thing. Like I don't understand. Like like people people in media or, or, or consumers, right? Consumers think that like TV shows and movies and records and and performances and and stuff like they just like poof into right, thin air, right? Right. What they don't realize is like. Um, Hannah Montana had like 12 full staff writers <laughs> and a crew of 150 people and there was 40 people in the editorial department that they had to do a, and then they had to do a sound mix and they had to send it for a master and then they had to make prints and dupes and then they had to get it to all these stations and there's contracts with whatever market you got going on and this is just for fucking Hannah Montana <laughs> they do this the same probably the same amount of people are there for Teletubbies touched by an angel yep. Uh, you know, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, Voyager, um, uh, Sequest DSV. That was, a, it was a great just, show. We're just that was a great TV show at this point. But when you think about Patchy it, you're Malachi. like, <laughs> Hey dude, the, the amount of shit that's out there and what they yeah, and people do, right? work hard but on he, it, but that's even scarier that there's a pile of shit that never got picked up. Oh yeah. This stuff made it to the top. I would like, love to that's just, just see this was the cream that curdled up. Yeah. yeah. They should yep. just, they should make a TV series where it's just all pilots that never made it. <laughs> that's a they great do, idea. But do you know why they do pilots? They do pilots because this, the, 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 um, Jesus Christ, the, the stations have in the studios have so much money that they have to like use. Because they're publicly traded or something, right? But I'm just saying, like I've always thought to myself, like there's. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a quick. I'm gonna tell okay, you a quick pilot. Go ahead. There's a pilot on the internet starring Jack Black, 
as a motorcycle rider who has a motorcycle that talks and they fight crime. Just like Knight Rider. Right. And the voice is Owen Wilson. That is phenomenal. It's a real TV pilot. Is it going to happen or was it rejected? No, this was like 10 years ago. People were like, what the fuck is this? At least a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Pilots like, 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 so Can I you worked, watch I, the full episode? Yeah, it's on YouTube. So I watched. So when I worked on, wow. is anybody here we know familiar? What Jimmy's doing. The yeah, joy are on, no conspiracies the joy tonight. Are you guys face. right? Are you guys familiar with Sons of Anarchy? Yes. Yes. No. Okay. When I worked on Sons of Anarchy, um, I started working. I think it was the third or fourth episode of the first first season. That's when I came on, um, and they handed me the pilot because the show didn't even air yet. Nobody even knew if it was going to be a success. Like there was still like four months of work before the first episode aired and they gave me the pilot and the pilot is so like polarizingly different. Uh, Ron Perlman was played by Scott Glenn. Um, uh, all the characters were like switched around on, on all the roles that they played and everything. And it was just so weird to see like how they reshot because they're like, it didn't work. And I don't know what the hell happened to Scott Glenn, but his, like, he's an awful actor. And he, like, after backdraft, like, shit, after he played Bull, like, or whatever his name was, shit went downhill. Like, after working for Ron Howard. Um, but it was, it was just really amazing to see, like, what it was and what it turned into. And it became, like, this cultural phenomenon. And the original pilot was like, holy shit, this is bad. <laughs> and it was really, I think I still have it at my house, the original Sons of Anarchy pilot. Well, you know, a nice. lot, uh, even even like uh, you watch the early episodes of Seinfeld, completely different from the, yeah. the ones that everyone quotes, the ones that everyone Oh remembers. yeah, the first season, people are like, right, It's know. always awkward because people don't know the sh- what the show is yet. <laughs> exactly. Really. But, even, paper, but even the characters is, don't even know the, who yeah, they are. Right. right. Look at uh, Boy Meets World. The character of Eric was actually like a suave like teenager in the first few seasons. And then they made him a complete fucking moron for like the last mm-hmm. three or four seasons. They changed his character completely. And then he was endearing. Yeah. Right. So even like in TV shows, like just because you have something set up to begin with, it's not going to stay that way forever. Networks will do whatever they want to to. And to, ki- and to kind of parlay back to 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 your profession. Um, I have a hard time with comedies like comedies to me are like are not on my list of like favorite movies movie wise yeah oh, movies yeah, i'm not a comedy shit. guy um but because there's a formula for them and they pretty much yeah, apply that formula to, to everything every comedy. it's 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 georgia florida line i like um, dracula dead and loving it and that's it <laughs> that's what like mel brooks's worst movie nope, it's the um, best one no it's not it's horrible but but like tv shows like you know i it took me like I really had a struggle through like the first seven episodes of the office. Yeah. I really had a struggle through like the first six or seven episodes of parks and rec. Mm-hmm. Now they're like my favorite comedy yeah. shows that are on TV. Big or uh, big bang theory. Like took me a while. Yeah. Two and a half men's awful. It's, it's, it's catering to the downfall of society. Right. Um, but like though, like, and that's, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of a cool way to look at it. You know, that you have to like work your shit out. Right. To get to the point where you hit your stride and you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like those TV shows, those sitcoms, you know, are six or seven episodes before right. they get good. But isn't that also because, I mean, with American television, they have no idea what they're doing. Like they kind Most of, of the time, no. Right. But I know with British television, they have an idea for a beginning, middle and end for their entire series. They know exactly what they typically know what they want to do with the, the series. My, my roommate in L.A. worked on Scrubs and they knew... 
I mean, they pretty much had a plan yeah. for what they're going to do. But anybody, and if you, if you ever listen to anybody say, you know, like lost, like we know where we're going. No, you didn't. You had no idea. You had a really good idea for a pilot. Right. What happens next? You totally made up. Where did mm-hmm. they go? It was purgatory. Spoiler alert. Well, that's that's because a bunch of a bunch of fans on the internet got together and were like, uh, "This is what we think it means." And then the showrunners were like, "Yeah, that's a really good fucking idea. <laughs> Let's just use that because I mean, the the show. The, I mean, we were just going to blow everybody up at the end, but that, <laughs> that actually sounds pretty cool. I mean, we, I, we might actually come off as intelligent. I was actually, that. I was actually like really hot or cold on Lost, but I have to admit, like the characters on that show were the thing that that mattered to me. Yeah. I like yeah, it. In the last, in the season finale or the series finale, I, I'm not afraid to admit that I, I remember weeping at least three times. It was very <laughs> sad, but I still, I still can't reconcile that with the, with the Daniel Faraday character and all these it, other it, things. It, that it, I, it, it just doesn't Transformers make sense. Four. Turn your brain off. No, I can't. <laughs> the timeline doesn't make any sense. Lauren, why are you like, seriously, like, do you, do you really need to like break this down where you're like, this has really, to make sense? When I watched Dr. He, who, do you know how much of a mess Dr. I was? Hugh? <laughs> He's the Doctor leader. Who's what? cousin. Yeah, a little little <laughs> known about. Doctor Hugh, why are you trying? I to have understand a tortoise, not a TARDIS. What's wrong with you? I don't know. It's just, she gets real analytical on shit, man. Television she just is just there. It's candy. That's all it is. You just eat it up, and you, it get, should not the, you be. get the high off of it, and you forget about it like twenty minutes later. Should That's not it. be. It's like sex with a stranger. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. See, Zach agrees with me. That doesn't mean you're right. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now. Yeah. No, that. but I mean, there's very few television shows that are actually like really good. Battlestar Galactica. Through. Um, most of the time, it's just a stream of shit that's out there and you got to, you know, pick your way through it. Yeah. Because they have to keep producing stuff. You can't. You think about it. They make a not, half a movie every week. Right. It's not the radio anymore where you had one central story on like, you know, four radio stations. It was pretty easy to keep people entertained then. Now you have a hundred different channels. They each need to have programming from 12 to forever. They they got to keep shit coming. Yep. And it doesn't matter what the quality is or, or no. even what it's about a lot of times. No, you know? it's just a machine. You just keep cranking shit out. Episodic television is getting better, though. Yes. I have to admit, I that think is very true. Some of the TV shows, I think, are better than films. Well, we're, we're it's uh it's an up and down thing. It right now. Did you say true? Well, yeah, because there was quite a lull after Full House. You have to admit. <laughs> Good no, point. It's it's true though. On that uh, note. Like anything else, it's just going to go up and down, right? If you're getting good stuff now, it's going to turn to shit. Give it 10, 15 years and it's going to be crap again. And then it's going to go back up. That's the way it all works. You should write a script, man. Oh, it's not happening. Okay. I can't. uh, I I looked looked this up today because after I left my comment, I was curious. Uh, Lost in Space never really got an ending. Unfortunately, (laughs) it was canceled before they actually get found. Maybe this guy... They never make it back to Earth. But maybe this guy is still traveling. But well, did you that see, would make maybe a lot he's more still sense. lost in cyberspace. But the, but they made the movie with Matt LeBlanc from Friends. It was a real piece of shit. Yeah, but do you I, know I, I I couldn't watch that. But do you know that that was the movie that knocked Titanic out of number one after like twenty five weeks? Lost in space. Are you serious? Yes. Uh, after oh. twenty five weeks, I, I think everyone who wanted to see it a dozen times saw it already seen times. it. So yeah. I think Number anything, one. anything could. If have they didn't, they were already sick of the everybody yeah. song on the radio. Tits. It was old by news. Celine Dion. <laughs> that, <laughs> that in itself is enough to turn you off of the movie. That song, <laughs> yeah. Do you know that was her second take? That was it, right? And I guess 
in the end of the song, you can, is it true that you can hear the pro, like her yelling at the producer or something? I don't know. I really didn't listen to my heart will go on in <laughs> in depth. If I you, live in, in the, if you in listen the, to Love yeah. Roller Coaster, you can hear a girl in the background screaming because the producer is pouring acid on her too. <laughs> what is Wait, it? that Red Hot Chili heard? Peppers song? No, um, the original people. Roller Coaster. It's it's stup- it's one of those stupid rumors that like you hear like somebody screaming at the beginning of the song, and the rumor was somebody's pouring that, acid. Yeah, somebody's pouring like the. What is it? The cover for the album is uh, this woman like pouring honey on herself and she's like yelling at the producer because she's not getting enough money for the album. So she's screaming in the background because he's like murdering her with acid. That's the that's the urban legend behind. (laughs) Jimmy, hit record. This bitch is going to (laughs) perform. I'm not saying it's true. That that's an urban legend. <laughs> like acid and like as in like LSD. Like no, as in like battery paint off your car. <laughs> oh, okay. like, like the Phantom of the Opera. Acid. <laughs> okay. Like he's he's like a like Skeletor with the slime pit. Yeah. And basically. he was able to just pull a lever and then it just pours on you. You know, like he just had this ready yeah. in his office. And they just kept recording and, because you know they were on a budget. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he spent all the money on the lever and the acid right, and I everything mean, else. So yeah, I can understand that. Can we end on the note that I, I loved He-Man as a child? Uh, me too. Okay, I'm just saying. I have oh. I still have all the toys. Awesome. Yeah. I have Castle some of them. So the ones I used to have the slime, and then it turned into I don't know what. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> Jimmy's Clementines? No. <laughs> Worse. He-Man slime, I don't know what the hell it turned into, but slime was real big when I was a kid. I don't yeah, know why. That was, was a big thing. pretty big when I was a kid. I yeah. had How old are you? 27. So like all of us kind of grew yeah. up yeah. in the slime gack era. Yeah. Right. Oh, gack, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. gack. Yeah. Yeah, Remember gack. the smell? Mm-hmm. Floam. Floam. Oh, my Squand. God. That had a smell, Squand. too. Squand. Yes. Squand cannot be good for you. That's got to have some kind of toxic chemical. <laughs> oh, yeah. You take it out of the water and it's magically dry sand. That does oh, not yeah. sound good. <laughs> there's, there's some evil That evil That was our generation's that could, that mercury. That could actually account for a lot of the problems in the world today, if you think about it. Probably. Squand. 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 Squishy sand? No, it's sand. You drop it in water, you pull it out, and it's completely dry as though it never touched water. I'm going to have nightmares about this. So on, on that note, on, on that note, <laughs> again, uh, re- really what we're trying to say after this whole, what, two, almost two and a half hours. We appreciate your comments. Fuck you, Bill Robinson. Is <laughs> fuck, fuck you so hard, Bill Danger Robinson, you prick. No, I, 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 Bill, I don't believe that. <laughs> you, you have a fundamental misunderstanding of what it is that we're trying to do, and we would appreciate it if you gave us another chance and actually listened to the podcast. Thank you very much. And you're missing a chromosome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lauren, for explaining that in a, in a most wonderful way. And uh, Bill, uh, I view you as Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. <laughs> I'm very happy I called that guy. You are welcome <laughs> to comment whenever you want. I think you are entitled to your opinion, and I appreciate it. I still hate you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> thank, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Uh, uh, we're, we're 10 episodes in now. And, Zach, uh, thanks for being the 10th, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> number, I'm, number and 10. I'm sure I'm sure we'll have uh, Zach on again sometime if he would like to come on. Absolutely. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it, man. Thanks.